High School Football here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network on the air from Polo High School. Eight-man football semifinals. The winner plays at Monmouth College next Friday night for the eight-man football championship. And we've got the two-time defending champion, Polo Marcos. They're taking on the West Central Heat, trying to dethrone the uh, Polo Marcos from a uh, from the only championship of eight-man football that they've had in the history, the short history of eight-man football the Illinois Eight-Man Football Association. I'm Sean Temple alongside Ron Grant today. Ron, how you doing, man? Good, man. It's a little bit of a cold drive up here. <laughs> Threw a little bit of snow off and on, but and it's actually flurrying a little bit now. But uh, uh, it's a good day for football. We were talking on the way up. You were uh, golfing in short sleeves and probably shorts and maybe flip-flops uh, midweek. Well, I don't wear flip-flops, but, <laughs> but shorts and a T-shirt, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've had quite a temperature change. Uh, so far this week, but this is definitely more uh, more conducive to some football weather for sure. Maybe not football fan weather, but it is really considered football weather. Right, right. There's a lot of bare arms out there, though. They're <laughs> braver than I am. Absolutely. <laughs> Kellogg Printing Pre-Game Show. Kellogg Printing Company Incorporated has been on the public square in Mama since 1924. Kellogg Printing is a full-service commercial printer serving local and nationwide clients. The West Central Heat coming in at 11 and 0, number one ranked in the in the poll at the at the end of the regular season. Number two seed in the tournament as Decatur Lutheran was the top seed, and they got upset in the uh, quarterfinals last week. Uh, kind of a shocker there. Uh, Decatur Lutheran, uh, I think number two ranked, uh, right behind West Central in the final final poll, but uh, upset there. Actually, the only top seed that survived the quarterfinals is West Central. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, uh, Decatur Lutheran got the number one seed because of playoff. Mm-hmm. They do the same thing the IHSA does in regular football. is uh, They base it on playoff points. and. I saw that and I thought, well, how did they get the number one seed? Well, that's exactly how they did it. So they the, earned it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and upset by by St. Thomas Moore, forty-four to thirty-eight. So St. Thomas Moore, the eight seed, taking on Amboy Lamoille Ohio Co-op, which was the five seed. They upset the number four seed, Milford Assistant Park, last weekend in the uh, quarterfinals. West Central taking on Polo here in the uh, semifinals. Polo upset Ridgewood. Uh, somebody I got a chance to see West Central play earlier in the year, which. Coach Kirby, uh, uh, good friends with Pat Elder, the, the head coach at Ridgewood, but we were all kind of hoping for a Ridgewood-West Central uh, semifinal, which was a lot of fun, and especially uh, back in Dixville. I'm sure Coach Coach uh, Kirby would like to play this uh, at our home field. Right, right, and that's kind of what I was looking forward to, and, um, you know, I'm surprised that, you know, it had to be playoff points again with Ridgewood mm-hmm. because Ridgewood was the higher seed, but yet Polo considered an upset, although Polo was ranked third in the last rankings. And Ridgewood was ranked seventh. Yeah, Rid- so, Ridgewood's only loss was to West Central. Right, right. So, so, before last weekend. Right. So, uh, you know, it's just the playoff points, who you play, and how well you play when you play them is what counts. Uh, you got, you've had a chance to see West Central the last couple of weeks. I've seen him really early in the season, again, with the aforementioned West Central-Ridgewood matchup in week three. Just your impressions here of this heat ball club. Yeah, you know, uh, week one, the weather was beautiful. I think it was like 60 to 60-some degrees the first week, and uh, West Central just totally dominated that game from the get-go. Uh, Drosty had 10 carries, seven of them were touchdowns, and it was just run where they wanted to run, and uh, it was that kind of a game. Then last week, uh, it was a little bit colder. I think it was like in the 50s, but the wind was blowing 30 mile an hour, which played a completely different style of game and it was more of a smash mouth game and it was back and forth back and forth in the first half and then the second half i told casey on the, on the air that you know whoever takes control 
early is going to win this game, and that's exactly what West Central did. They just they basically shut them down, held them to less than 40 yards of total offense in the second half, I think, and, and pulled away for the win. So today, you know, we got a third type of weather. Now it's cold. There's a little bit of snow. I, I wouldn't say that it's really wet. It, it is a little bit windy, not terribly windy, but the cold is going to be like catching a brick. Um, in a passing game, which West Central doesn't really rely on that much. So, Polo apparently, I think they actually throw the ball about the same. So, neither one relies on it much. But I think you're going to see a lot of smash-mouth running football today. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Looking at the passing stats for, for the West Central Heat, just thrown 38 passes all season long. He averaged 60, almost 63 points a ball game, which is amazing, only throwing the ball 38 times, especially in the eight-man game. The eight-man game is totally different than what I thought it was going to be in the last couple of games that I've broadcast in the last couple of years, it's uh, it's a lot of small school football, man, just between the tackles. But when you've got Caden Drosty, uh, you like to get outside a little bit, too. Yeah, I've noticed in the eight-man football that you don't have much help. If you don't make contact or slow them down at the line of scrimmage and you've got somebody with some speed, as Drosty has, uh, you're going to have a hard day that day because you're not going to catch him from behind. Ten carries, you said, uh, for the one-ball game, seven touchdowns for Caden Drosty. He's carried the ball 170 times this year, and 50 of those have went to the house. That's nearly, give or take a few, nearly one of every three times he touches the football, it ends up in the end zone. Amazing stats for Caden. Yeah, yeah, he's just, he's, he's fun to watch. He's one of the best I've seen this year, and I did all nine United games this year, and this is the third playoff game, but he's the, one of the best running backs I've seen when it comes to following his blocker. He, li- he basically will put his hand on the back of the blocker in front of him, and when that little opening opens up, he shoots right through it. Should be a fun ball game today. Both teams uh, score quite a few points, 45.5 for Polo, and the West Central Heat, uh, 62.5, especially in that first half, which we'll talk about as the first half goes along. But Vanessa uh, Weber got a chance to talk to head coach Jason Kirby for our pregame interview. We've talked to Coach Kirby every Wednesday morning on the WRM Morning Show. We'll come back with that interview between Vanessa Wetterling and head coach Jason Kirby with the West Central Heat in 30 seconds here on AM, excuse me, Sunny 97.7 WMOI. Welcome back to Polo High School as we get set for kickoff here. The semifinals of the Illinois Eight-Man Football Association between the West Central Heat coming in at 11-0, the number one ranked team in the state coming into the postseason, taking on the Polo Marcos, the two-time defending Illinois eight-man football champions. The winner of this one moves on to Monmouth College next Friday night in the Illinois Eight-Man Football Association championship game, and they will be taking on the winner of St. Thomas Moore and Amboy Lamoille, Ohio. I'm Sean Temple alongside Ron Grant as we get set for kickoff. Ron, should be a fun one today. Yeah, I'm looking forward to a, to a really good game. I, I, I don't see either one blowing the other out, so I think this is going to be potentially another smash mouth and could come down to who has the ball last win. Uh, you got any, got any keys to the game that maybe uh, maybe you've seen the last couple of weeks for West Central, what they need to continue maybe to do to, to get the win today? You know, and I, I sound like a broken record, but I think they just have to maintain possession on offense and keep the ball away from Polo, and they should be okay. Avoid the turnovers and maybe force a few. So. If you're West Central, you just keep doing what you do, right? Right. I mean, they've been doing it all year, so as long as they can continue to finish drives with scores and play good, strong defense, they should be okay. West Central Heat are in the end zone, kind of huddling up and getting ready for the ball game today. Got about a minute and a half left on the clock. Let's uh, talk about some of the sponsors that have helped bring you West Central Heat football here to you folks the last couple of weeks in the uh, in the playoffs. The Belted Cow Orchard. Uh, tomorrow morning when you head up 
when you get out, head to the Bolted Cow for some delicious donuts and coffee. The Bolted Cow also has gift items, lotus drinks, and Boilingo beef. It's more than just an orchard. It's the Belted Cow Orchard, 1821 East Highway 164 between Mammoth and Aquaca. Proud supporters of the West Central Heat. Also, flat tire service. Nobody wants a flat tire, but they do happen. And when it does happen, flat tire service and strongers is the place to go. Flats will get your tire repaired, getting you back on the road. Flats can also get you new tires if needed. Roll them over heat from Flat Tire Service, 200 West Main, in Strong Earth. Also, Bi-County Insurance, the right coverage at the right price is what Bi-County Insurance does. Home, auto, life, business, whatever your insurance needs may be, see Bi-County Insurance in Bigsville, Monmouth, or Galesburg. Bi-County Insurance, wishing the West Central Heat a long run this postseason. And also, Riverbank Fabrics, if you or someone you know likes to sew, get to Riverbank's Fabrics in Aquaca. Riverbank Fabrics has a wonderful selection of fabric for your next project. Maybe you need a new Pernina sewing machine. Riverbank Fabrics has them, and be sure to check out the bolt for extra special deals. Let's go heat and sew a victory from Riverbank Fabrics in Aquaga. Thanks to all of our sponsors for jumping on. And as we bring you heat football, we're getting ready for kickoff. It is in the air, a little squib kick to the front line, covered up. Good field position for the West Central Heat. They're going to have it on their own. 48-yard line, uh, good cover up there by the uh, West Central West Central Heat. Good field position. Yeah, that's one thing I've noticed this year is you don't see too many balls kicked deep in eight-man football. They're all squid kicks of some sort. I don't care if I've got to kick it up to the press box here. I'm not letting Caden Trossie get his hands on Absolutely. <laughs> I think they all have that. They all have that thought pattern. So the Heat on offense, it will be. Mason Carnes at quarterback, your running backs, Caden Drosty, Parker Meldrum, and we'll give some of Caden Drosty's absolutely amazing stats on the season here following this first play. Mason Carnes under center, high backfield behind him, first and 10 from their own 48-yard line. Straight ahead, fullback Parker Meldrum gets the first carry into Marco territory down to the 47-yard line, so good little game there, a little uh, straight up ahead, five yards. Meldrum gets the first carry today. You know he did last week. Last week he got the first two or three carries, which is I was kind of dumbfounded. I was surprised. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it worked for him. So, second five from the 47. Carnes again, the high backfield this time. The pitch to Drossy, trying to get to the left side. He does six the first man. Down the sideline, pushed out of bounds. Good gain by Caden Drossy inside the 35. I'm going to say eh, maybe right at the 35-yard line. Gain of about, what, 12 yards there for Caden Drossy. First and 10 for the Heat. You know, he uh, ran out of somebody's grasp. They had a hold of his shirt, and he just ran away from it. He did that several times last year. He's so quick, and when you when you put the uh, put the ru- the tough running in with that, he's right. just a, that's why you get 50 touchdowns rushing the football. Here's a pitch to Drossy going to the long side of the field, trying to pick his way, gets to the edge, and pushed out of bounds. Inside the 30, down to about the 28-yard line. Good gain there, about, yeah, about seven maybe. Seven for Drosty. That'll bring up a second and three for the Heat. Quickly on the football. Using using Caden to the long side that time. He's got such a quick burst of speed once he turns the corner. Yeah, he gets to zero to 60 pretty quick, doesn't he? And there's Drosty. He's gone. 10-5. Touchdown. West Central Heat from 28 yards out. That is Caden Drosty. First touchdown on the board. That is touchdown. It, it just feels weird to even say. Touchdown 51 rushing on the season for Caden. Yeah, I mean, it's just he's, just he's just hard to catch. If you don't plug that hole right from the get-go, he's just gone. Drosty in 
Pulled the touchdown from 28 yards out, makes it 6-0 with 11-01 here in the first quarter. Under center for the two-point conversion to pitch to Caden Droste. He's tackled in the backfield, maybe even a loss on the play. So the two-point conversion is no good. And, boy, those are huge in eight-man football. Oh, they are. They can be. So uh, it's important to get those. All right, we're going to take a 30-second break, come back with the kickoff. It's a West Central Heat 6, Polo Arco 0 with 11-01 to go first quarter. We'll be back. Back here at Polo High School is the West Central Heat draw first blood. Caden Drossi's 51st rushing touchdown of the season gives the West Central Heat a 6-0 lead. Two-point run by Drossi was no good. So it'll be the first time the uh, Heat will come out on defense. Uh, they're fully expecting a squib kick here. They only got one man deep at about the 20. Well, now they spread out a little bit. Still a squib. Yeah, squib right to the oh, man. He's going to try to return it. Good pickup there by the uh, that's unusual returner. Yeah, that was uh, that was Caden Webster. Normally they tell that no, Wolbert. Normally they tell that front line guy to just fall on it. Webster, not Wolbert. It's Brady Wolbert. Caden Webster there with the uh, return into heat territory down to the 43 yard line. First and ten. Good field position here for the Marcos, who averages about 45 and a half points a game. So pretty good offense here for the uh, Marcos as well. At quarterback for the Marcos is Brock Solto. Oh, there is Solto. Solto. He's going to take it to the house on the first play. Touche, says the Polo Marcos. We can, we can score the football, too. That is a 43-yard touchdown run from Brock Solto on the first carry of the ball game. And we were, you and I were talking during the short break there. We might have a 70-65 to 65 game here. Yeah, you know, I, did, I really didn't expect that, but... Uh, West Central has been pretty good about making adjustments, so we'll see what happens the next time they get the ball. Solto from what was that? Was 43. 43 yard run. And now the two point conversion for the Marcos would give them the lead out of the pistol formation of Solto. He'll keep, try to get to the end zone. Boy, he's really That's close. Top. No, they're going to say just short of the end zone. So neither team gets the two point conversion, so kind of cancels. Cancels that out, so we'll go back to a quick break here. 10.50 to go here in the first quarter. It is the Polo Marcos 6, the West Central Heat 6, here on Sunday 97.7 WMOI. We'll be back. 10.50 to go here in the first quarter. We've already got two touchdowns on the board. The squib kick by the uh, Marcos. Boy, that's, uh, that is going to be Polo Marco ball at the 47-yard line. A little squib kick got to... Yeah. I didn't see the uh, number of the first man that got his hands on the football, but just couldn't quite handle it for the West Central Heat. Back to the Marcos. That's, that's huge in a game like this today. Yeah, I think he was, I think he actually intended to let's let it go to the line behind him, but then he thought maybe I better get it, but then it was too late. You mean that football doesn't yeah. take a direct path? That's weird. <laughs> no, it bounces kind of funny <laughs> once in a while. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, that could be a huge mistake there. The 46-yard line of the West Central Heat, Marco offense back on the field. Actually, it's only their second play from scrimmage. Right. And Salto, little option, pitches it to the running back. 45, that's about to the 41-yard line. Running back there for the Marcos. Was that Caden Webster or Delo Fernandez? Is that 22 or 23 there? I thought it was 31. Oh, 31. 31. It's not even listed on my stat sheet here. Noah Dewey is uh, the uh, He's a sophomore. Noah Dewey for the uh, with Avery Grenoble, a uh, a uh, important cog in this Marco offense and defense out for the out for the, today's game. I think he sat last week too. Grenoble, the leading receiver and one of the I think the second leading running back. So Salto will keep 
Up straight ahead inside the 40, down to the 40, uh, down to the 35-yard line. That's enough for a first down. So the sticks will move first and 10 for the Marcos from the West Central Heat 35-yard line. First and 10 from the 35-yard line. 9.50 to go here in the first quarter. 6-6. And running the play in from the side is Caden Webster. Are they going to run a little wildcat stuff here? or Well, they have been. I noticed when they were warming up, Solto was at the quarterback position. Yeah, so. Solto still still at quarterback here. He'll little motion from the left wing to the right wing. He'll keep straight up the middle. Shakes a man. And West Central does get a hand on him finally. But, boy, I thought Solto was going to take that one to the house, too, down to the 20-yard line. That was another 15, big chunk here. 15-yard gain for Solto down to the 20-yard line. He's a yeah. big kid. What's what Solto go? He goes uh, 6'4", 180. That's, that's a pretty – I think Mason Carnes is a pretty big quarterback. He don't have heights and, and weights listed, which I get on Coach Kirby about that all the time, not giving us some heights and weights. But, you know, again, you dealt with that with, with Coach Milroy, too, for yeah. United. <laughs> all year long out at United. And it wasn't just them. It was other schools. They don't always provide height and weight. But, uh, Mason Carnes is a pretty big quarterback. I would say he's he's thicker than Solto. He's the biggest kid on the team. For the yeah. Central, on just about. First and 10 from the 20, a red zone of the heat. Solto this time to give straight ahead uh, to Brady Wolver. Wolver. Yeah, not a big game there. Maybe maybe a yard. It'll be second and nine down to about the 19-yard line for the Marcos. 8.29 to go first quarter. It is 6-6. Both teams scoring on their first possession. Polo Marcos. We're going to see what side kick here. We're going to see what West Central's made of now. They need to get a stop here, get the momentum back after that turnover. It was a pretty good ball game all the way through just short of halftime with you guys last week. It was. Exactly the same kind of thing, back and forth. And I think a long run by by Drossy right before the half, or it might have been like a tie game going into the half or something like that. Salto, the keeper this time off the right side. Big hole down about the 15. Still on his feet. Didn't quite get him down at the 15, and he leaped forward for an extra couple there. That is a gain. I call it about six as I look out across. Maybe five. Or excuse me, a gain of about three there. It'll be third and a long three, probably closer to four, looking out across there. Third and four from just inside the 15-yard line at the 14. Big third down here. Obviously in four-down territory. I don't, neither team, I don't think, kicks the football much. No, you won't see much of that. Solto takes the snap. Kind of trips over a running back. Gets straight ahead. Close to first down yardage. Down to about the 10. That's going to be close. Boy, he just about tripped and fell in the backfield between him and his running back. Yeah, they're going to measure. Yeah, that's going to be really close. We are oh, they they going to give them the first down, yeah. So it's going to be first and goal to go, the nose of the football, right on the 10-yard line. So first and goal to go for the Polo Marcos, trying to take the lead here. With seven minutes to go. Well, the good thing is this is still early in the game. So even if they give up the score, they got plenty of time to get things going back in the other direction. I've said it a lot of times. If you're going to fall behind, or in, of course, obviously not by a big score, but if you are going to fall behind by a big score, it's good to do it early. Got plenty right. of time to get, that, get it back. First and goal to go for Solto and the Marcos. He'll keep off the right side. Pyle still moving forward and then thrown back. Parker Meldrum gets a hold of Solto and then helps him up. 
but it's got about two. Yeah, not a, not a bunch there either. Second goal from them, call it the eight. So maybe a gain of a couple there for Solto on the season for uh, what's uh, what's that's, uh, Solto's stats on the season as we go second and eight. Uh, looks like he's got 205 carries, averaging 10.6 per carry. So That's pretty good. It is. It's uh, not quite the uh, Caden Drossy 16 and a half every time you touch the football. No, it's just no. amazing to me. But I think, uh, Coach, I think Coach uh, Olsen will take the 10 yards again. Second and eight. Solto trying to find a hole is not good there. Play. As the uh, West Central Heat stepping up here down to maybe the six. So another gain of a couple there. It'll be third and goal to go. So we'll say, yeah, put the football down between the six and the seven. We'll call it the six-yard line. Third and goal to go. Just past the halfway point here in the first quarter. We are tied at six apiece. I'm going to bet you're not going to see a field goal attempt. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't see it. Uh, definitely a kicker warming up on the sideline. You know, you sure. don't see that much in, in just, you know, 11-man football, yeah. small school especially. So I, yeah, I don't think it's a weapon much to, in here. Yeah, it's such a weapon to have if you do have one, though, I think. I think it can it's be. It's a huge weapon to have. It can be. All right, third and goal to go from the six to the Marcos. Solto trying to get to the outside to race to the cone. He's going to be stopped short. It's going to be fourth down. Big down here early in the ball game in this semifinal. Only a two-yard gain again. Yeah, it looked, it looked longer than that. Yeah, it did. I thought he was going to get in when he first took off. Yeah, that's such a quick. I mean, it's it's a big it's a big West Central at least front there, which would in an eight-man fully call front three, front two or three, but still it's a good big front. And that second and third level are so fast. Right, right. They're quick enough to fill that hole pretty quick. So if you can get at least slow him down a little bit, I think they're going to be successful. But fourth and four. Taking a long time here, Coach Alston, to get this play in. I think they might have to take a timeout here and maybe discuss this a little more. Yeah. There's our first time out of the ball game. It's going to be head coach Ted Alston for the Polo Marcos. A big down in the, early in this ball game. Fourth and four. We'll take a 30-second break and come back with the fourth and four play here on Sunday 97.7 WMY. We'll be back. Big play early in the semifinal ball game. Tied at six with 4.23 to go first quarter. It'll be fourth and four for the Polo Marcos on the West Central Heat four-yard line following a successful onside kick. Solto trying to draw him off. Will not. Solto will keep trying to get to the edge. It's a race, and he's tackled short. What a great play out there by Parker Meldrum. It looked like Solto was going to get there, and Meldrum out of nowhere just took his feet right out from under him. He did. He went right for the legs, which is exactly what he had to do. If he tries to tackle him high, he carries him into the end zone. Yeah, Parker Meldrum's a, uh, he's a, he's a big kid. Again, we don't have heights and weights, but he's a solidly put-together young man, and he, uh, even tackling high, as big as Meldrum is, there's no way he gets Salto short of that end zone. No, now United. United. <laughs> I do it all the time. I'm doing it all the time with Bob Roseville. West Central's got 99 yards to go, and I wouldn't be a bit surprised to see somebody break one. Right <laughs> yeah. there. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if I write 99 yard touchdown here, but we'll see. First and, or first and 10 from their own one yard line. They're going to sneak it to give themselves some room and not a whole lot there. It gets out to maybe the three. To see where they give him forward progress, a three or four, just a straight ahead run there by Mason Corners to get uh, get him out of a little bit of trouble there, after the three yard line. So gain him a couple. Yeah, that's uh, that's a smart play. Give yourself some room so you don't make a mistake in the end zone and get the safety. 
Yeah, it's not they, they don't drop back a, a lot. You know, they pitch it a little bit, so you want a little room on the pitch. They say you don't you don't need a holding call in the end zone, but then they don't throw much either. So. Right, right. <laughs> Second and eight on the three yard line. Carnes, the pitch to Drossy, trying to get to the edge. Ooh, he gets he make they make contact in the end zone, but somehow he gets out to the five, so he gets a gain of two. And boy, that was scary there. I thought maybe they might uh, might have him tackled in the end zone, but. Somehow gets a couple yards out of a third and six for the Heat. Yeah, he's got some – for no bigger than he is, he runs out of tackles a lot. He'll just – if you're trying to tackle him with your hands, he'll break away from you, which is exactly what he did there. He wouldn't have got the two yards he got. Now, the contact was made right at the goal line. Or first contact on, on drive. Right. Third and six. Again, that same old high backfield behind Carnes. Drosty puts the ball on the turf. I think that's going to be Marco's ball at the five. Caden Drosty took a helmet right on the football. And another break here for the Marcos. This time, if, if you're if you're Polo, you have to cash this one in. Yeah. You have to. Yep, you do. Absolutely. And a turnover here for the uh, West Central Heat. I'm sure Drosty hasn't put the football on the turf too much this season. I don't have his fumbles, uh, fumble stats, but... Boy, he took a helmet. Looked like there might be a little bit of a hole there, but boy, at the last second, either shoulder pad or helmet just hit right on that big right. skin. First and goal to go for the Marcos on the West Central Five. So, if you're if you're Polo, yeah, all right, we'll just uh, it's just a change in time because we're bound where we were to begin with anyway. Yeah, you know, sometimes I wish we wouldn't talk about keys to the game. I always <laughs> mention something that comes back to bite us. Nothing, nothing. I, there's no more bigger jinx in local sports radio than I am. So you, you're safe. Salto with a keeper straight ahead inside the five spins and he's in for the touchdown. Brock Salto. That's a good hard run there by Salto. Yeah, he got hit, kind of spun off of him, turned completely around and then fell into the end zone. Five yard touchdown run by Salto gives them a gives the Marcos a. 12-6 lead with 2.55 to go. They'll go for two, and now, again, we talked about how important these two-pointers are between teams that can score a bunch of points. All right. It's going to go back and forth all the way, I'm sure. Second touchdown run by Salto, and they'll go for two. They lead 12-6 now with 2.55 to go here in this first quarter. Well, we hadn't had a score since 10.05, so yeah. we went forever without a score. Right, Phil. Soldo, and now a stop clock now. Flag on the game. Just delay a game. Boy, that, you don't need that on a two-pointer either. Oh. Wow. Really rarely do you see that on a two-point conversion. It gives you a little room to work, but for two teams that don't throw the football, you don't need room to work. And the <laughs> coaches are asking why the back, back judge wasn't doing the arm count. Oh, no. So I, I wasn't looking at I, I, yeah. doing it or not. But they seem, uh, the side sideline seems pretty adamant that he wasn't. And I didn't notice either, but you still, it shouldn't take that long no. to get an extra point. Play no, I, I totally agree. It should never be an issue. Totally agree. Well, now they're going to, now they're going to talk about it. Uh, what are we doing? Oh, we getting somebody. Yeah, we're going to get a, maybe a fan ejection here. <laughs> Wow, Somebody is, in the back. Uh, now they have to wait for that. Uh, well, she's walking. Oh, no, they grabbed somebody. Point somebody out. 
Yeah, we're going to see somebody uh, be uh, escorted out of the facility. Well, it's pretty early to get kicked out. We're it is. talking about this on the way up here. Oh, that's a false start. Yeah, and a false start to be back five more yards. It's be from the 13-yard line now. For yeah, number seven, Ryland Linda, Lindoff got a little bit ahead of the count. 12-6 with 2.55 to go and backed up to the 13-yard line are the Marcos. Now, it's not like either one of these teams can't run 13 yards for a, for a two-point conversion, but right. you'd like to be able to throw the ball a little bit. Now, looking at uh, the, the uh, throwing stats for Salto, just 10 of 20, 170 yards. He does have four touchdowns and a couple of interceptions. So, yeah, yeah. There goes that administrator walking a couple people towards the exit. Yeah, I'm going to listen to the rest right of it on the radio. Today. Hey, you can get us online. That's right. Back <laughs> to pass and Salto. Looking over the middle, there's a two-point conversion, a pass complete. To, uh, that's something you don't see very often. Need one of these ball clubs, especially with a two-point conversion. Noah Dewey with the two-point catch. That's uh, that's big after two penalties. Boy, you have no right. momentum there at all. No, no, not at all. Well, West Central needs to steal some of that momentum back now. they got to do something on offense, get that score back. 255, 14-6. The Polo Marcos leading the West Central Heat here on Sunny 97.7 WMOI. Got into the break here a little late, so we'll keep it here. So that gives the Polo Marcos a two-point conversion after either team got the two-pointer on their first possession. That was a nice little throw there. That was a tight window from yeah. Salto to Dewey. Yep, yep, yep. And all those two guys that just got ejected are going to be a little disappointing because they still got the two-point conversion even after the bad <laughs> penalty on their part. Even after they were great for them. Sure about it. Yeah, right. <laughs> now they're really going to feel bad because they got it anyway. You're going to feel uh, bad about this. It's going to be a pretty darn good ball game. I think it is. Have to it out that way. Listen on the radio or catch maybe online somewhere. I don't know. but At least they're going to be warmer. I bet we see a squib. You know, there it is. Straight ahead, they're going to let it get back. Now it's a race to the football, and jumping on it at the last minute was uh, Drosty, I'm sure. Yeah, Kate just fell on it at the 32. Yeah, That's in that no-man's land, man. I see a lot of kickoff little pooch kicks that just kind of go up over the front line and into an open space, and it's just a race for the football. Yeah, 21, Hunter Schrader tried to fall on it, and he missed. Uh, Drosty was right there to get it. So you got to be pretty quick to outrace Kate and Drosty to a football. Well, yeah, it's... <laughs> First to 10 for the 33-yard line. The West Central Heat trailing by 8. 2.55 to go first quarter. 14-6, Carnes. He gets straight ahead this time to Meldrum. And he's going to drag guys with him out to near first down yardage out over the 40-yard line out to the 41. So gain of about 8. Sideline warning on Polo's side. You know, well, I don't see anybody... Uh, unless the players, I'm looking out. Every player is behind the line that they're supposed to yeah, be, unless maybe the coach, coach may be drifting out there a little too far. Might have gotten away when the official ran down the sideline. Certainly doesn't want to join that fan in the parking lot, that's for sure. Yeah, they don't like that. <laughs> Give me room to, room to move. All right, gate of eight for Meldrum. This time it's Drossy hit at the line of scrimmage and maybe falls forward for one, so it's going to be a third and one. Just a yard getting there for Caden. He took uh, one of his first carries to the house for the first touchdown of the ball game from 28 yards out. So far, the only score on the board for the Heat. Lots of time left. We're still in the first quarter. We've got three whole quarters left. We're going to see a lot more scoring. Third and one for the Heat. 
And straight ahead. First down yardage out to the 45-yard line. Carnes, quarterback. Carnes with the keeper. Boy, such a such a three-headed attack here for the, uh, the West Central. He got Caden Drosty nearly just under 28 yards rushing, 2,800 yards rushing for the season. Mason Carnes with 40 yards today would put him over the 1,000-yard mark. And Parker Meldrum with 805. Who do you key on, man? Yeah, you can't. That's how they're so successful because you can't key on one. First to 10 to pitch to Drosty. DeMarcos, we got a holding call. Big run by Caden down the left sideline inside the 40, but that's going to come back. Holding call on the West Central Heat. That's going to be a cost on Yeah, the flag is clear back at the uh, 39-yard line. Yeah, they're six yards behind the line of scrimmage. This is going to be a 16-yard penalty. Yeah. 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 They, they had good penetration. I, mean, I think, you know, you don't want to say a holding call is warranted. You definitely yeah. don't want that, but... Now, with Caden Polo, Rossi, I don't. I, I don't think I would ever hold no. if I had Caden Rossi in the backfield. No, <laughs> Polo, yeah, Polo's line. They're making some pretty good penetration into that backfield, and it's making harder for him to get to the corner in the first. Place. Yeah, they're going to say the the flight was laid on the thirty-nine. They're going to mark it from the forty, so it'll be a loss of fifteen, really, in essence. Yeah. It's going to be it's our first Farfic Nugent. Anything over twenty yards is a Farfic Nugent. So right. first and twenty-five, <laughs> West Central Heat. This time, Drossi off the right side, nowhere, maybe a yard, out to the 31-yard line. Going to be second and 24. Yeah, not much there for uh, for Caden. Cole was doing a good job of getting that initial penetration and hitting him at the line, and he's not getting that open speed to the outside. Pretty good snowfall out here, and the wind looks like it's picked up a little bit. Looking out the uh, at the American flag here in one of the in our left end zone. If you're looking at your radio dial, left to right, it's our left. Second and 24 for the Heat. Already trailing by eight, 14 to six. Back to pass is Carnes. He's going to throw and oh. just out of Meldrum's hands. The fingertips. Yeah, would have been a gain of around 10. Still would have left him with a third and long. Would have been probably about a third and 15, but you're now you're stuck at third and 24. Big play here. You're going to have to make a lot of distance here because, you know, even Casey and I talked last two weeks, you don't see too many tons. And eight man, but if they don't make a pretty big, you at least got to cut this in half. At oh, least got to cut it in half. And I still think they'd have to putt. Yeah, punt. I agree. Fourth and twelve. I think you still got to pump from your own forty-three. Say, but you got Drosty back there. This time Meldrum straight ahead, short of the thirty-five. They're going to say just short of the thirty-five. So it'll be fourth and about twenty. Yeah, see if they, uh, I don't even know who the, uh, what central punter is, whoever it is. His legs should be well rested after this season. Yeah, sure. Right. <laughs> yeah, they haven't punted a whole lot. They did not have to punt too much, but I don't know. They're coming out like yeah, they're. I think the yeah. offense at least maybe. Oh, it's drawn. Nope. Yeah, John sees these. What doesn't he do? Yeah. What doesn't that He's on man. the field all the time. <laughs> yeah. All the time. I don't think he ever takes a break. Of course, the advantage of having him as the punt, if you run a fake. I don't Never think know. there's anybody in the state of Illinois I'd like to have back there rather than him with the punt. He's going to punt it away, though. It's going to hit into the wind at about the 43. Takes a good bounce inside the 40 to 30. I think it's the best-case scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a decent bounce. But you could sure tell the wind. It got into the wind, and the wind just kind of killed it, blew it to the right. So Polo offense back on the field. I wasn't sure it wasn't going to get blocked. It took him a while to get rid of it, but... I, I, you know, I thought the same thing. He held that thing forever. He did. 
because he probably hasn't had to do it a whole lot this year. You know, uh, South Beloit had that problem in uh, week one of the playoffs. They they were really slow. He'd run up quite a bit trying to punt the ball, and he got blocked once. And uh, you got to get rid of it quicker than that. 2.4 seconds left here in this first quarter. It's the Polo Marcos 14, West Central, Heat 6. First and 10 from the 38-yard line, probably our final play of the first quarter. Solto straight ahead, over the 40, out to the 43-yard line. So a gain of about five. It'll be second and five for the Polo Marcos when we come back here on Sunday 97.7 WMOI. It is the Polo Marcos 14, the West Central Heat 6. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Back here on Sunday, 97.7 WMOI, the Prairie Communication Sports Network. Starting quarter number two, the West Central Heat, something they don't find themselves doing a whole lot at the end of any quarter of high school football. They're losing 14-6 to to the Polo Marcos. Your impressions of the first quarter, Ron Grant? Well, you know, I think uh, West Central made a couple mistakes that's not common for them, so I think they're going to start to improve on that, and they did there. They just held him for a loss, I believe. Yeah, Solto. Well, that was kind of weird, wasn't it? He was he was down, I think, right about the line of scrimmage. Maybe a gain of, yeah, he got one to the 30, to the, what, the 36-yard line. But uh, he, 44-yard uh, line, excuse me, just short. Uh, they're not the that official's timeout. Somebody, uh, like a helmet. Helmet issue. Helmet yeah. issue. Yeah, looked, to, yeah go like ahead. Explain what happened there. It looked like he was down, <laughs> and everybody stopped, but I didn't hear a whistle, and then he tries to run again. And then they threw him out of bounds. So, I don't know, it's kind of a weird-looking deal. But. Yeah, I don't know Solto didn't think he was down, but I think they, they whistled the play dead. To West Central's credit, they stayed with it. <laughs> you never know. You just yeah, never know. Right. Well, big down here for the Polo Marcos. Third and four. Nearing midfield, which in the eight-man game, I'm guessing it's a four-down territory. I'm guessing. Solto off the right side, straight ahead. Oh, it's going to be the whistle is going to blow the play dead. All start on the Polo Marcos. It's going to go from third and four to third and nine now. This will be a huge play for West Central. I think if they can stop them here with little and no gain, they'll have to punt from their own 39-yard line. They have to punt. They, I just can't see them giving a team like West Central that good a field position. I totally agree. If you don't get if you don't get half of this back, at least half of it back, at least half. I think you bring the punt team out. I think they got to be at least fourth and two at the most to even think about it. Punting into a little bit of a breeze, it kind of picks up occasionally. I just tell your punter to wait till the breeze blo- uh, goes down. <laughs> Straight ahead, so now he'll pitch out to the right, out to the good open field tackle over there on the far side, but it is going to be, what, four? And about two. Yeah, there's, there's that fourth and two you were just talking about. Here's the decision. Yeah. If you are Coach Alston, fourth and two from your own 45. Yeah, Landon Landon Winters made a good open field tackle there all by himself. Who carried that? That wasn't that was a pitch to yes. Is I think 31. it was that Noah Dewey again. Yeah, okay. Dewey got the carry that time. Fourth and two. I yeah. I think the offense is going to stay on the field. So far, West Central has you has not stopped you for anything less than a two or three yard gain. Now, granted, things get a little tighter. It's going to be closer to fourth and three. Yeah, yeah it's like fourth that. and three. Those are the football on the 45. they got to get right to the 48. Huge play here. Huge play. And Salto off the right side. Got it. He stopped short after about a yard gain. Yeah, he only got a yard on that. Yeah. Somebody came out of nowhere. and just com- They just completely blew up Salto on the right side. 
boy, he took a pretty pretty good shot there. It looked like he was he was heading north pretty quick, and then his helmet just stopped. Yep, it's uh, stopped. Cold, cold day like today, he's going to feel that one for a while. <laughs> that was Meldrum and Drosky both leveled him. Shocker, shocker! The big two guys would be in on on a big play. They are the leading tacklers for the. Uh, for the West Central Heat, Belton uh, with 109 tackles and Drosty with 95. That's a tremendous amount. First and 10 inside Marcos territory at the 46. Drosty shakes out of one tackle and a shoestring tackle. Couldn't quite completely get out of the tackle of the Marcos. Those fall forward for him, but not three. To the 43-yard line. Yeah, that was... Uh... Big play on defense. Big play. Now they need to turn into points. Yeah, you got you got to take advantage of that. In an eight-man game, it's like a high-scoring baseball or softball game. When you hold them to zero, you've got to score in your half. That's right. Second and seven. Straight ahead is Meldrum. Takes out of a tackle and just holding on to the waist and and riding riding Meldrum for an extra five yards was the Polo Marcos. That was uh, number eighty-eight. He Nathaniel Yingling had a uh, hold of Meldrum and and. I would say most of the time, Elgin shook out of that. Yingling did a great job of hanging on. That's right. That's a good 11-yard gain there. Down to the 32-yard line. Sticks will move, first and 10. Just over nine minutes remaining in the second quarter. 14-6, to Polo leading one central here in the semifinal. Meldrum again off the left side. Bang is off the man at the line of scrimmage. Gets inside the 30, down to about the 28-yard line. Four-yard gain Four yards from Elgin. He gets all the tough yards between the tackles. Boy, he does. You talk about smash mouse football. He's he's the guy. 28-yard line, second and six for the Heat. After a great stop right around midfield on fourth and three. Under center is Horns. He'll keep, fakes it to Melvin, straight ahead. He turns his feet inside the 25. Get a little short of the first down. That'll bring up a third and one or two. We'll see if we can put the football down. Oh, 24. That was a four-yard game. So third and two. He kind of uh, kind of jumped over a lineman, landed on somebody, knocked that one down, and then <laughs> ran another two more yards. <laughs> well, this is, I mean, Melvin's tough to tackle. Cars is really tough to tackle. And you got Caden Drosty. And this, they've just got all the uh, size and speed. There's Drosty straight ahead. Needs to get a couple. He's got it. Inside the 20, still on his feet. Right. Finally ridden down by a couple of Polo Marcos. Got to be uh, got to be careful on turning the football over here. Down to the 18. So a gain of about six there That's for Carnage. Good sneak. Yeah, he just keeps him big old legs of churning. Really, that's kind of a kind of an odd thing to say because it really wasn't a sneak. They all fun. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's just uh, here. I'm gonna get behind my center. We're gonna go straight ahead. First and ten inside the red zone. Down to the 18 of the Polo Marcos, trying to get this thing tied up with a two-point conversion. There's Drosty there up go. the middle, shaking through tackles. He shook through a bunch and gets in for the touchdown from 18 yards out. Caden Drosty, touchdown number 52 on the season on the ground for Caden Drosty. Now that oh, last just, guy had a chance to tackle him. Instead, he swatted at the ball and missed and let him score. You're off the end from 18 yards out. Now the two-point conversion to get this tied. The, the Heat did not get their first two-point conversion early, early, early in this ballgame. Jarosky was stopped on the two-point run. They trail by two. They need this one with 7.29 to go. they got to keep up. Yeah, they get this conversion, and everything that's happened prior to now is just gone. Meldrum straight ahead. There it is. Meldrum in for the two-point 
Well, that ties the game at 14 with 7.29 to go here in the second quarter. We'll be back in 30 seconds here on Sunday 97.7. Welcome back to high school football here on Sunday 97.7 WMOI Polo High School. The Polo Marcos in the West Central Heat. We're tied at 14 after the 18-yard run by Caden Drossi. That's fun. That was fun to watch. I like. I do like seeing Caden get outside and down the sidelines. You know, 50, 60-yard touchdowns. But those little fun 18-yard hard ones are fun to watch, too. Right. He broke a couple tackles there. But like I said before, they try to get him by the hand, and they can't do it. Boy, that was, could have been a disaster. Squid kick there straight ahead. Boy, he speared that was That, that, that was a line drive. It never hit the ground. It hit him right in the chest, and he actually got three-yard return on it. <laughs> Wow, that's the, uh, that's the second time Webster's just picked it up and ran with it. I've seen so many times guys just on that front line just oh, fall on it. Oh, you know, yeah. but they're, they're aggressive. I like that. That ball never hit the ground until it hit him. You know, they, there's such a fine line between courage and stupidity, though. <laughs> right, such a fine exactly. line. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> First and ten for the Marcos inside heat territory at the 47-yard line. I say, 14. He caught that in self-defense, though. <laughs> right at him. There's the airport. Yeah, kind of a delayed handoff there to uh, uh, Delo Fernandez. Yeah. His first carry there for the uh, for the Marcos. That was a little, little odd in the handoff. I don't know if the if West Central got a little penetration there, and Fernandez got a little little shaky with his feet, but loss of two. That I believe is the first loss of any yardage of any kind, other than penalties. And it might be one of the one of the few that we have all day. Right. I mean, I don't know what was. I, there just wasn't any place for him to go. He was dancing around looking for a hole, and there weren't any. Yeah, the handoff was a little little uh, skewed too. Back to the forty-nine yard line. It'll be second and twelve. Salto takes the snap. He'll go straight ahead now. Pitch it to the outside. There's Noah Dewey down the sideline. Forty, thirty-five, thirty. 20 and pushed out of bounds. Of course, he's going to get caught by Drosty. Uh, Drosty had a good angle and a whole bunch of speed, so he does get him out of bounds before the touchdown, but all the way down to the 21-yard line. Good good play there by Noah Dewey. That was a long pitch. Yeah, that's a 30-yard run. Salto looked like he was trying to get to the edge himself, and then he, he pitched that thing. It seemed like at least five full yards to Noah Dewey. Yeah, that's a good 30-yard run for him. That's way too much. Dewey, somebody that we didn't expect anything coming in. He's not even listed on the uh, Polo Marcos uh, rushing list. Nope. That we, that, the, the stats that I got. So a whole new, whole new weapon today. Salto, this time the keeper, straight ahead, runs right into the line of scrimmage. Gets about a yard from the 21 to about the 20. Well, it looks to me like maybe West Central's made some defensive changes because Salto's not getting, not getting the yardage up the middle like he was before. Put a few more, maybe. Of course, I should say a few more with an eight-man game. You only put so many guys in the box. <laughs> right, his eight-man game. His last three carries, one yard each time. So they've done something to uh, to account for him a little bit. And really, that's that's not a bad strategy. Stack the box and let Caden Drossy chase down anything on the outside. <laughs> right, if somebody <laughs> has to get outside. Right. Second and nine, right at the 20-yard line. As the Marcos entering the, the heat red zone. 14-14 with 5.50 to go, clock moving. Salto. To the edge, he'll keep oh, and tackle at the line of scrimmage. Drossy coming up to make the tackle. No gain on the play. Right back to the 20 yard line. It'll be third and nine. Four, the Marcos. Obviously in four down territory for sure. Yeah, they've uh, they figured something out how to slow him down. That's four carries now for three yards. You'll so. see, uh, at some point, it wouldn't shock me at all. 
if we see a pass maybe on this play. But if you if it's incomplete, then you're faced with a fourth and nine. That's the right. tough part. Yeah, I'm not. I'm gonna bet they're not gonna pass at this. Point. Yeah. Fourth, excuse me, third and nine. Those are the football sitting right on the Heat 20-yard line. Five minutes on the game clock. We're tied at 14. Salto, low snap. Back to pass. Look it down the field. Thrown up for grabs. Caught at the three-yard line. As, uh, that was D'Lo for that. Or no, that, excuse me, Caden Webster with the catch. The defensive back for the Heat just kind of got turned around back there. Was that? I think it was Landon Winters. Kind of got his back turned to the play and couldn't quite pick up the football in time, but but uh, Salto just kind of threw it up for grabs in a one-on-one play. Yeah, that was uh, it was what they call a dying quail when he just <laughs> yeah. happened to be able to stop sooner than the defensive back into the wind. So yeah, even even the even the uh, kind of a duck pass, but when you're one-on-one, yeah, they got to get a lot of scrimmage here. And going really quick. Now we got an offsides. Oh, they ran up so fast. They ran they across get the line. Stopped. Yeah, that's stopped. I've never seen that. They were in the huddle, and they just literally, all eight guys just sprinted to the line of scrimmage. Oh, that backfired on them. Yeah, it did. That's going to move the football back out to the seven-yard line. Still first and goal to go here for the Polo Marcos with 4.20 to go here in the first half. 14-14. to 14. I'm not so sure that wasn't part of the game plan. Yeah, just to run up there yeah, like that. I think it definitely they draw was. them off sides or something. They can put them in a panic, but they ran too far. I, I definitely think you are, but yeah, that's just it. You get ran up there so fast they couldn't quite get stopped before they got past the line of scrimmage. All right, first and goal to go from the seven of the Marcos. We're tied at fourteen. It'll be under four minutes after this play. Solto tried to get to the outside, and he stopped in the backfield. Maybe falls forward back to the line of scrimmage, but good penetration there by the West Central Heat. So now you've got a second and goal to go from the seven-yard line. The Heat got a stop earlier in this ball game down on the other end of the field on fourth down at the one-yard line, or took over possession at the one-yard line. Let's see if they can do it twice in this quarter. Yeah, twice yeah. in this game. Polo needs to start giving the ball to somebody else. I'm running out of room with my stat sheet for him. <laughs> See, they've got weapons. I've only got 25 spots. He's got 16 of them used up already. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> guessing Drossie's probably going to need a second line to it well, at some point. Be. Second goal from the seven. Salto will keep off the fake, trying to get to the edge. Five, pushed out of bounds, short of the end zone, but they got a bunch of that seven yards. Looks like it may be the two. They're back to the original line of scrimmage. Yeah, right back to the two-yard line. So it'll be third and goal to go from the two. Salto got north really quick that time. Yeah, Drossy covered a lot of ground like a bullet come from that <laughs> middle linebacker spot. Straight across the field, knock him out of bounds. Now, here's where you can't get any kind of pre-snap penalty on third and goal from the two. That, that would potentially kill the drive. Of course, on the two-point conversion, they got two pre-snap right. penalties and still got it. Right. But they had to throw for it. Well, West Central needs another big stop here. Here comes that mad dash in the line again. Yeah, it is. Straight to the line. they got a really tight eye formation. Salto, this time in the backfield. Is he in? He's just short. He took the handoff. That just. From 23. Yeah, that was uh, 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 Caden Webster that was playing quarterback. And Salto kind of got more of a running start, which I kind of like that. You like Salto, instead of not getting a running start at quarterback, it gives him a little bit of a running start. Right. 
Uh, you talk about a big play. Fourth and wow. That I, from here, and we of course we're in the press box, and it's all the way down by the goal line. But that nose of the football can't be too far off no, the goal line, man. Can't be. Can't be. With that many bodies, I'm surprised they just didn't give him the touchdown. It's that close. Fourth and goal from the one yard line. Two and a half minutes remaining. This has got to be Salto just straight ahead, right? Just got to be. They're going to give him another running start, though. As Caden Webster, timeout to West Central. Yeah, they want to talk about this, too. 2.26 to go. Big play, fourth and goal from the one in a uh, tie ball game at 14. We'll be back in 30 seconds here on Sunday 97.7. Back here on Sunday 97.7. 2.26 to go, second quarter. Tied at 14. Big play here, on Fourth and goal from literally just outside the end zone. Oh, like I said before, I'm not so sure why they didn't get the touchdown to start with. Webster, straight ahead, he falls into the end zone. Webster in from the one-yard line, and it looked to me, I don't see any flags on the play, but looks like somebody either got a running start on one side of the football. There's a lot of movement pre-snap. Yeah, that, uh, that little play they do where they run everybody up there so quick, I can't believe that everybody is set before they snap it. But uh, all he had to do was fall down. Well, that's somebody other than... Caden yep. Drosty or Brock Salto that's gotten into the end zone. Caden Webster in from one yard out. Yep. Now we got to hold him again here. Here comes the two-point conversion. Well, this is almost the same scenario as last week. They yeah. down, and uh, they were down a touchdown. Kind of in reverse, because West Central, I think, scored just before the half, yeah, right? they did. And they did. They, they can score here just before... All right, so Polo's going to take the timeout here on the two-point conversion. These are important. You, you had you had uh, two timeouts left, so no sense. In, you're probably not going to need them here with 2.23 to go unless maybe West Central should score quick and you get the ball back. Right. I don't know, but uh, probably a good timeout here. This is a big two-point conversion. It is. I mean, they're all big at this point, but, uh, you know, this game is still close enough. It is by far, by far over. I mean, last week... We saw uh, West Central come out after halftime, made some defensive changes, and basically shut down, in my opinion, a very good Millsville team and just shut them down. So who's to say the same thing can't happen in the second half of this game? Pretty good coaching staff over there for the uh, West Central Heat. I mean, there's a, there is a lot of, uh, of people over there that's got some, got some experience. Uh, you got uh, Jim Unruh on the sideline. That's good to have any on any sideline. Right. <laughs> yeah, he had a lot of success at uh, Carthage, wasn't it? Yep. Two-point conversion. Salto, this time that quarterback, takes the snap, rolling right, looking to throw. He does. He finds his man in the end zone for the uh, two-point conversion. That was uh, Ryland Lindos with the two-point conversion. So it is 22 to 22-14. Polo Marcos leading the West Central Heat with 2.23 to go. We'll be back in 30 seconds here on Sunday 97.7. A one-yard touchdown run by Caden Webster in the two-point conversion. Makes the 22-14 Polo leading the West Central Heat now with 2.23 to go second quarter. The Heat with two timeouts on the board. And a little punch kick right up the middle again. Fell on the football. That is... Hunter Schrader falls on it at the 30, 39, 40-yard line. 41, what are they going to spot it at here? 41 looks like, you know, and there's a big part of me that wishes when you catch one clean, why wouldn't you try to run it? I know the coaches probably tell them, get it, fall down, fall on it. 
if what? If you're wearing a number in the 20s and try to return it. If you catch one clean, why not <laughs> yeah. try to get a few yards out of it? Well, I mean, we've seen we've seen Webster do it twice now. I know. Although he's gotten pretty good returns out of it. All right, offense on the field. The pitch to Drosty. And makes the first man miss out to the 45, the 47-yard line. That's a yard game, man. Yeah, the second and four here. Clock approaching the two-minute mark. It'll be under two minutes at the snap here. Second and four. West Central Heat would really, really help themselves with the score here with Polo hitting the second-half kickoff. Yeah, there's that pitch that I'm expecting to see. Meldrum straight ahead. Not much there either. There's a face. And uh, yeah, the flag right, right at the, uh, right at the tackle. Well, that if that is, if that's a, is that the 15 yard kind? That'll be. I think they're all 15 yards in high school. I, well, that's kind of what I thought too. Oh well, no, it's not. Yeah, if, if, unless they do the old personal foul, right. it's just a five yard. Right. Which, which I know we had one early this year doing doing mama throws on tight games. I've seen a pace match early in the season. I said, oh, that's a 15 yarder. And then we marked off five, and I thought, well, and then we had a unless it's a personal foul, which to me, I don't know. That's the funny thing. I, I know. Didn't, I don't think I've seen a five-yarder all year. Straight ahead from the 46-yard line of Polo, still on his feet, and play whistle dead finally. And finally hit tackled his partner. Relative. It's a quick whistle today. Yeah. They got four yards out of the throw. Down to the 42-yard line. We're down to under a minute and a half left. Again, the, the uh, West Central Heat with two timeouts. Anytime you got Caden Drosty in the backfield, you're a threat to score from anywhere on the field. They do you kind of pick things up here. Drosty, straight ahead, oh, and just double. tripped up in the backfield. I think Webster might have just got a hand on Drosty's shoe if he falls yeah. at the 40-yard line. Yeah, that's too bad because I think he was about ready to break it, but he stumbled. He, he stepped on something that he shouldn't have. I thought, right, because right, all I seen was Drosty. I seen him stumbling, but I think if he stays on his feet, I'm with you. I think that's a huge play. As it is, it's third and four from the 40-yard line of the Marcos to pitch to Drosty. Trying to get to the edge and pull over. There, there he goes down the sideline. 20, 10. He is in. Caden Drosty got uh, somehow broke out of about four tackles down that sideline with 42 seconds to go. Now the important two-point conversion, but what a uh, what a run there by Caden Drosty. How far was that? 40 yards, and I'm telling you, you just can't hold on to him. If you're trying to catch tackling with your hand, you just cannot hold on. He just runs out of that tackle every single time. 42 seconds left in this first, or this first half. There we go. 22 to 20. Polo leads two-point conversion. It's a big one. You can't fall behind in the two-point conversion column. And with Polo getting out of timeout, I'm out. taken by... The West Central Heat, that's their second timeout. They do have one left, not that it would probably matter with 42 seconds, but now you're, when, you're, when you're talking polo here, you're down to one timeout. Right. After uh, calling it a uh, timeout on the two-point conversion. We'll keep it here with 42 seconds left. 22 to 20. Polo leading the West Central Heat, trying to get the two-point conversion and go back to that 40-yard run by Caden Drosty. Man, I almost said, oh, he's pushed out of bounds at the 30. Oh, he's tackled at the 20. He just kind of kept going. Yep, he just ran away from them. It was the same thing that happened last week. The only difference was last week that touchdown late in the second quarter put him up by a touchdown. Today it's going to potentially tie him up with his two-point conversion, successful or not. But uh, what an even game Boy. at this point. Yeah. You know, really, last week's game, in spite of the score, a one-touchdown lead, it was really pretty even. But um, 
This one is definitely even. All right, here we go. Two-point conversion following the timeout. Two-pointer here would tie things up, and now we have a timeout taken by West Central. They're going to burn their last one and talk about it even more, maybe seeing what uh, seeing what the polo defense had out there and then uh, adjusting. And now if you're polo, do you go back to the first defense you had out there? Yeah, I don't know. It's a, you know, it's a cat and mouse kind of thing, isn't it? You do this, I'm going to do this. <laughs> Football is you know, a chess game, man. It's just, I, I didn't play the game. I haven't coached the game, but it, it, it's such a chess match, especially yep. the halftime yep. adjustments. You know, and I see that a lot. You see that a lot in basketball, too, because somebody will be doing something well against the defense or doing something poorly against the defense, so somebody calls a timeout, and then the defense changes when you come back out <laughs> after the timeout. You wasted it. So, I mean... Football is the same you, thing. Unless you're just hoping they change it. You, well, the well, yeah, <laughs> and you change, yeah, you change things up in football, too, to try to gain that little bit of an advantage. Hey, no more timeouts now for Coach uh, Kirby. He's got to stay with what he's got out there. As uh, Carnes kind of looks over the defense here a little bit. High backfield. The pitch to Drossy. It's going to be a race to the end zone, and he's short. He's knocked out at the one-yard line. So the two-point run is no good. As Drossy can't quite get to that, uh, it was a race for the pylon, and he lost. He got knocked out of bounds at about the one, so the two-point conversion is no good. I like the play call, though. Yeah, Polo's pretty quick on defense. They were able to, uh, obviously they're not as fast as Drossy is, but they had the angle. They were able to get out there and keep him from getting in. So that's what matters to them, but what an even game. Even though the score's not tight, still really even. One timeout on the board for the Polo Marcos, and if you if you get a little squib kick here, if you're if you're West Central, do you take a chance on kicking one deep now with 42 seconds? Or do you still squib it? I would. I mean, you're not going to kick it with the wind. You're not going to kick it deep enough to kick it to uh, the main. To I think Sol- Solto is no, no. not. It's Solto's a short guy. I would kick it away from him, but I would kick it over that front line or two and. At least if it, when they recover, they have farther to go. Hey, I, I'm with you. 42 yeah. seconds. I give them 50 yards when you can give them 60 yards. I at least want to kick it past the 40, just throwing, throwing a, a right. yard line out there. At least kick it past the 40 in the air right. and take your chances. Try to get it past that second line there. And, Webster, and, uh, Webster's actually taken, we talked about in the last kickoff, Webster's actually taken a couple of these quick carries. Now he punched up there the middle, uh, picked up at the 35. Wrong. Oh, and he's going to slide down. That is Carter Meridian. And yeah, you're wearing number 10. I'm going to go ahead and let him try to do something with that. Yeah. Sliding down. Right. I thought it was uh, Solto over there, but it wasn't. But now you're looking at 62 yards for that for that touchdown compared to what yeah. might have been 50 or less. So why not? You know, 39.3 seconds on the board is the... Polo offense will come out. Well, they're taking a lot of time down in here. They're taking a lot of time. Here on the sideline with Coach Alston. I thought that's Coach Alston of the OC. Um, it's a corner, probably both. <laughs> yeah, he's probably both. <laughs> the 38-yard line. Yeah, you got I'm looking at the back judge here to see when his count's going to start. The 39-point we're going to be safe. Two receivers split to the right. Sidecar. Back to pass to Solto. Throws it out and incomplete and a flag on the play. This could be a hold out here. Yeah, it's in the area of holding, I think. Maybe not. Hopefully not defensive holding. No. Yeah, 
that hole here from the 38 with 36 seconds to go. And they're going to decline it to make it second now. Oh, no, they aren't marking it. Legal formation, first and 15, yeah, from the uh, 33-yard line now. First and 15 with 36 seconds to go. This could potentially maybe change your play call. You do get the ball to start the second half. Yeah. So So the last thing you want to do is turn it over right now. Oh, absolutely. I'm surprised they're throwing it. Yeah. It was was a safe route, but still, you never know. On a cold day like this, you get a ball tipped, go straight up in the air, then it's up for grabs. Absolutely. So. I think running it now, they're probably ought to be satisfied yeah. with running the clock out. I'm with you. I think I'm absolutely running this full, especially if I if you got Salto back there, which is one of your main ball carriers anyway. Take the carry and break off the left side, right. Ooh, just tripped up, still on his feet, out over the 40-yard line. Got all that penalty back, plus about another five. He got about 10 here, got about, well, about nine yards back out to the 42. So the Marcos will take their final timeout with 29.4. It'll be second and six when they come out of this timeout. Yeah, I think I'm running it again. I mean, I, even though, which is oddly, if you are going to run out the clock, taking a timeout there. Yeah, right. You're just happy to get out of this half, but hey, you got Solto. I mean, he can break one. Yeah, you know, I don't know. The odds maybe aren't in their favor for that for that to happen. I mean, it could on a cold day like this. I think your your chances of turning it over are greater than running a 60-yard touchdown right here. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we'll see what they're going to do. I, I I, mean, I don't doubt that. I don't think they're going to just knee it. But uh, uh, West Central is no, – they're both out of timeout. So yeah, they just took a knee to the half. So that, that's kind of well, curious why you hit the ball to start the fourth, third quarter. Yeah. Start over. I think you're taking too much of a chance of turning it over on a cold day. Right. Rather than – Thinking you're going to run one in from 60 seconds, especially if you're just trying to get out of the half. Now, back on the field. Second and six from the 42 yard line to Marco's own 42. They lead 22 to 20 with 29.4 seconds left in the half. Salto will keep it again. Up left side, a little bit of a hole there. Midfield gets his feet taken out from under him. So that uh, will give them the first down, and they'll stop the clock until they get the sticks reset. So, depending on if they're going to be. Is he going to spike it? Yeah, I think he. I think he gave him the universal spike sign. So <laughs> there it is. So the ball is right at midfield. You got 18 seconds. It'll be second and ten now, following the spike. And that, that's what always uh, it interests me with two teams that have blown teams out all season long. Is this is these kind of scenarios? You're just not in these scenarios a whole lot. No, no. It's uh, it's definitely a new experience for him, but it'll be good for him. You know, if they should be fortunate enough to get past this, they'll probably need it next week. The Marcos averaged 33 points in the first half. The uh, West Central Heat averaged 47. So, first half, folks, not not game. That's first half totals. Second and 10 following the timeout. Back to pass to Salto. He'll throw it down the field and just overthrows his receiver with 13 seconds. But, boy, he had had the receiver – that was that uh, Noah Dewey again with Drossy back. It actually had maybe a step on Drossy there, but he got the. I'm not sure. I'm not saying Caden would have closed that gap, but right. he did have a step on him with the ball was in the air. Right. I think he threw it through and he wanted to also. I think he felt a little bit of pressure from the backside. He had some happy feet back there, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Kind of moving around a little he bit. Re- he really wasn't set to throw it, he was kind of on the move. 
be third and 10 now with 13 seconds to go. Well, yeah. The last thing you want to do is throw, throw an interception to drop yeah. out. Or, or two incomplete passes and give West Central one more shot. We throw an interception to draw team that much oh. of an open field and look oh. out. That'd be fun to watch. You can and you'll double. be it out. That's probably a good decision there by the Marcos, and they will get the ball to start the second half. It is 22-20, to 20, the Polo Marcos leading the West Central Heat. I'm not sure if that's probably... Uh, they didn't. They weren't trailing at the half last week, right? This is the first time Pueblo, or uh, uh, yeah. West Central has trailed the ball all season. I'm sure it is. Yeah. I mean, last. I'm not sure they trailed at all until last year. So last week, yeah, you're right. They were behind. I think they were ahead every game they played. All right, we'll come back with the halftime show here in three minutes. We'll get a chance to talk to the the uh, assistant basketball coach for the West Central Heat, Ross Parcel, and also Tyler Clossing, the the girls basketball coach. With the heat. Coming back at the pre or the halftime show in three minutes. Welcome back to high school football here on Sunday 97.7 WMOI, the Ferry Communications Sports Network. Got a good one here in the Illinois Eight Man Association football semifinals from Polo High School. Polo leading the West Central Heat 22 to 20. First time the Heat have trailed at the half all season long and haven't really trailed at all at any point in the game. I wouldn't think uh, maybe a handful of times for the entire season. Uh, coming into this one, 11-0. But trailing at the half today, 22-20 to 20 as we start the halftime show. Joining me on the halftime show, got a couple coaches here from West Central. Basketball season coming up here. Assistant coach with the boys' heat basketball program, Mr. Ross Parcel. Good friend of mine. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you doing? Good, good. How's, the, how's things going so far with the heat boys? Uh, it's been with the two. I think two, two the yeah. <laughs> we got two guys right now, and... Uh, so it's been a lot more about skill development and just getting them to understand what we want from them, what their, our expectations are in practice. And, uh, they've worked really, really hard. And, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of weird as coaches to have to adjust your practice plans to, to two kids, but it's a good problem to have, I guess, with you know, most of our, the bulk of our team being out on the field right now. Well, the, the good thing is you get to work with those, those two kids one-on-one. Yeah, we get a lot more uh, individual time and we can kind of slow things down a little bit and, and – uh, like I said, more skill development, more more the little things that, that we expect and how we, we go about things. And so it's been pretty successful for those two guys. And, uh, you know, we're, we're lucky that they've come every day ready to work. New, new coaching staff. You you joined the staff this year at West Central with the new head coach, Dustin Brooks, taking over for uh, Mike Kelly. New coaching staff, new new everything going on. Huh? What's, what's, what's the goal here? What are you guys trying to get done here early on in the season? Just changing the culture to to a winning one, and just doing the the little things that it takes to win. That's what coaches really harped on the boys so far. Is just it, it's not big problems we have. It's, it'll be little things that, that will get us beat or or take us over the hump and, and get us wins. So just establishing the the way we do things and retraining our brain to, to be able to handle things that that, that we throw at them. And, yeah, it's been very positive so far. With football going on, have you had as many opportunities for open gyms, or how's that kind of went? Well, we've had a couple open gyms this summer when Coach first took the job. I wasn't up here in uh, in Monmouth area yet, Bigsville, so uh, I couldn't attend those. But it sounds like those are pretty productive, and uh, as few as we were able to have them, you know, with, with the new coaching hire in the middle of summer. But um, the kids have really adjusted well to it. And so it's been been pretty good so far. Well, of course, with the late start with with the football going, and you hope it's at least one more week. You hope at least one more week uh, before you see the, the full full squad of kids. But uh, bringing that winning atmosphere from football right into basketball that always helps. It, it, it's really nice for them to come out and be as successful as they've been in, in basketball. Because, like I said, that transfers over to other sports as well. And that's that that winning, that success, that uh, attention to detail is contagious, and, and they can really. We can really move mountains if we can become in with that winning mentality. So we have a really good senior class, uh, a lot of guys that have kind of been thrown to the fire 
you know, as freshmen and sophomores that have that experience now, and I think that's going to, as you can see, it's helping in football. It'll definitely help in basketball, too. Uh, coach Brooks, we, we talked to him on the morning show, coming in, uh, former coach at Peoria Quest, and I thought he did a fantastic, speaking of culture change, he did a fantastic job of changing the culture with the Peoria, uh, Peoria Quest Ball Club. was on the assistant with a really good uh, Knoxville staff last week, so we, we know about Coach Brooks. Tell the folks about you. Uh, well, I'm a, we're both kind of cut from the same cloth. We're very competitive people, very passionate. Uh, I kind of wear my heart on my sleeve at times. You know that. I know that. Our days in the baseball and uh, <laughs> days that I see us coaching basketball and stuff. But uh, I've really, really had a good experience so far with Coach. Just uh, We have the same kind of values, the same kind of expectations, the same kind of goals that we want, uh, and, it, and it's meshed really well. So uh, just, just we're ready to bring some, some fire to the program and, and the energy and, and positivity. And, and so far, it's been pretty good. When it, when it comes to culture change, what, what's what's the toughest deal? It's getting the kids to believe again. Uh, it just seems like they've had some tough years, and uh, they're kind of going through a healing process right now. Where hey, we can do this. We can do this, and it just takes those reps. And, and we just we tell them every every rep's important. Everything has to be a championship rep. Everything's important. We can't take plays off. Can't take reps off. And, uh, that, that's been working so far. Good. I, I look forward to seeing the the heat on the, on the floor this uh, this this winter, but hopefully at least not for another week. Not for another week. Yeah, we'll give them uh, <laughs> if they want to go compete for a state title. That was the goal anyway. We got some contingency plans on how we want to handle that. If, if that, you got any high that school, comes. You got any high school eligibility left? You I, I up don't. or what? I'm oh uh, nine was my last year. I think I'm, <laughs> I think I'm out of eligibility now. So. I, even if I had eligibility, I'm not going to help any program <laughs> at this point. So, all right. Good luck, man. I'll see you this winter. Absolutely, thank you. All right, you bet. Let's let's talk to head coach Tyler Clossing with the uh, Heat girls. They're getting started. They're going to be started uh, this week uh, for sure. Can't wait to see the uh, the Lady Heat. How you doing, Coach Clossing? Good. How are you today? Good, my man. How's how's this first? Uh, you've actually had a chance to practice two weeks with your ball club. How's it look? Yeah, we got two weeks in. We're looking really good. We're we're still a young team, surprisingly. You know, we had a lot of we had a couple of freshmen start last year. Shelby was a sophomore last year, obviously. Um, one senior out this year, so we're we're a really young team still, um, but we're looking really good, looking really sharp. The girls, just like Coach said, uh, culture change. We went through that last year and into this year, and our culture is really good. Um, they're really well. They're, they're good teammates, I guess is what I really want to say, and they care about each other. So we're looking really good. I like where we're at right now. Good, yeah. Good teams have that cohesion. I mean, they don't have to hang out twenty four seven, but they got they got to like one another. Am I right? Yeah, you're right. And these girls, I mean, it started in softball. You know, they they did it. It's all the same girls. We're a small school. They all play together. They they played together for years in different levels and different sports. So they get along really well, and it makes it so much easier as a coach. I sure liked watching your ball club play last year. The, 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 at least a few times I got a chance to see you guys play last year. I enjoyed watching them. It's, it's a fun group. It's, it's an athletic group. And Shelby Bowman, you talk about one of my favorite players to watch in, in our area. She's fun. How fun is it to coach that? Oh, it, it makes coaching easy. <laughs> I mean, let, let's be honest. You know, you get a player like that. She got all state honors last year, both AP and coaches. And it, it makes it easy on a coach. It's a coach's dream, really. You just have to step back and remember these times because you don't always get a player like Shelby. It's, but it's also a little tricky, too, getting, getting the cohesion with the other girls, too. I mean, they, they realize how good she is, obviously. I mean, everybody knows how good Shelby is, but getting them to play together, that's tough for the coach. It, it is, but, again, it isn't because, like I Depending said, on the player. They, they get along so well. Shelby's a great team player. She, she does look to pass first, her shot second. Uh, at times, our coaching staff hates it because she has a shot, but she looks to pass instead. And, 
I mean, you can't ask for more. You can't ask for a better ball player. She's a great leader. She's talking to younger kids through stuff and practice, and everybody follows suit, and we're looking really good because of our leaders, our young leadership. It started already coming up uh, Monday, Tuesday. What's your schedule for next week? So we are in Rova on Monday um, at 7.30 against Rova. Tuesday we're in Williamsfield, and then – Hopefully we get an early game on Friday so we can go support our boys. Um, that, that's kind of what we're thinking. If they win today, we're really going to try to get that 5 o'clock game, if at all possible, so we can go support the boys. Yeah, I never thought about that. Maybe juggling the games a little bit so you can get back to uh, Monmouth College should, should the uh, Heat football team be fortunate enough to get out of this one in the next Friday. Right, I forgot all about that. Yeah, it, it's one of those things you know you don't really think about unless you know, me and Mr. Zeiser have talked a couple of times, just, hey, let's have this on the radar in case the situation yeah. happens. Um, but our girls are ready to go. Defensively look good. They We changed some offense, put some new offense in. They picked that up really quick. Uh, it looks really good. And I'm excited to see us this year. I really am. I am, too. I can't wait. To, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm Football's good, but it's getting cold. I'm ready to get inside the gym. Yeah, you see me. I got my yeah. car, my car hurts on, my stocking cap. I'm ready to be in, the, in a heated gym, too. So this is great. I love that our school, the culture's changed at our school. Programs are coming around, and, and it's amazing. And I just hope that our basketball program can follow suit and we can do something this year, too. I sure enjoyed watching watching the product you put on the, on the court last year and with, with as much good return as you got. I'm really going to enjoy your ball club this year. Yeah, again, we're, we're pretty athletic. We lost three seniors out of last year's class. I got one senior back this year, Bailey Ryan. She's taken over in the leadership role. I expect a lot of good things out of her. And then, of course, we got Shelby and Sam. Sam Meyer is a junior starting. Um, and then we got the two sophomores, Harley and Addie. And we're going to put out an athletic group, and they're going to work hard, and they're going to hustle, and we're going to see where that takes us. All right, my man. I'll see you next week. Great. We'll see you next week. All right, that's head coach Tyler Clossing with the West Central uh, Lady Heat girls basketball team. They get to the Aruba Ridgewood tournament next week, Thanksgiving uh, pre-Thanksgiving tournament, and uh, it'll be fun watching the Heat, both the boys and the girls. As uh, buckling back up is my partner, Ron Grant, for today's ball game. Ron, let's take a look at the stats. What do you got for the first half? All stat? right, all right. Let's see. Let's go with Polo first. I show them with uh, 27 carries on the ground today for 158 yards. Led by Brock Solto with 21 carries, 117 yards, and two touchdowns. Caden Webster has a carry, one-yard touchdown. And Dewey has three carries for 41. Uh, that's the primary of their running game. In the passing department, they're one for three for 18 yards, and that pass was completed to Caden Webster from Brock Solto. Um, so 158 total yards. West Central has 22 carries for 173 yards. Uh, led by Caden Drosty with 11 carries, 120 yards, including three touchdowns of 28, 18, and 40 yards. Parker Meldrum has eight carries for 44 yards, and Mason Carnes, the quarterback, has three carries for nine yards. They're 0 for 1 in the passing department. Uh, as far as penalties goes, each team, West Central has three, Polo has four, so it hasn't been horrible. Turnovers, West Central, you know, muffed that one kickoff and uh, also had a fumble that led to a touchdown. So you take those mistakes away, and I think uh, West Central could easily be ahead in this game. But they are leading in, in yardage, so it really couldn't be much more of an even game statistic-wise. Yeah, we're, we're kind of we're seeing that, even from the eye test, even, you would right. think. 
Right. But sometimes it seems like, oh, one team's dominating the game, and you look at the stats, well, eh, maybe not so much, but I think it's even with the eye test and on paper. Right, right. It's just, it, and I, you know, I predict, I really thought it was going to be a, a pretty even, even game. Now, the difference is going to be who makes the changes at halftime to change the way the second half is played. West Central was able to do that last week. We'll see if they can do it this week. Yeah, you referenced that they're in the first half talking about the uh, the adjustments they made. They completely shut down uh, the Milledgeville missiles last week in the second half. Yeah, they had, uh, I, by my count, I think it was around 33 yards of total offense wow. in the second half. So, And that was on only like 15 carries in the game where West Central had 35 carries in the second half and just totally dominated. So we'll see if uh, we'll see what happens today. I'm probably leaning to seeing more of what we're seeing. I, I don't know that either team is going to be able to shut the other one down. Yeah, I, as far as adjustments-wise, I mean, I, I, I'm like you. I, I totally agree. I, I don't think you change much. You just hope to do it just a little better in the second half. Right. So far, you know, West Central, you know, and the good teams, and, and I'm certainly not taking anything away from Polo because I'm sure they've done the same thing, but the good teams make those adjustments at halftime when they get in the locker room and they get a chance to talk to the kids and the kids tell them what they're seeing, they can make some adjustments and it makes a world of difference. It really does. I expect both teams to do the same thing. So if that happens, you're going to see the same second half we just saw in the first half. And whoever has the ball last is probably going to win. It is a rematch of last year's semifinals that Polo ended up winning. Uh, I don't have the score in front of me, 30-some to I think 14. So it's kind of similar to where, to where this one is. And I think it was one of those deals where Polo – uh, had a really nice second half over the West Central Heat, ended up taking that into the championship, and then winning the championship over Orangeville on the turf at Monmouth College. The winner of this game will move on to Friday's Illinois Eight-Man Football Association State Championship, again on the turf at the April Zorn Memorial Stadium next week, 7 o'clock on, uh, on Friday night. And uh, Polo has won the only two state championships that the Illinois Eight-Man Football Association has held. They didn't have one during the COVID year, which... Uh, talking to Coach Kirby and the member following the Heat during that year, that was a really, really good team that they never got a chance to take that all the way into the postseason. Of course, a lot of teams can say that. Right, right. And I think, you know, today, and I said this last week, I said if either team gets a two-touchdown lead, they're probably going to win because you can't, at that point, you can't trade scores, which is basically what's happening now. So uh, if somebody gets a two-touchdown two lead, we hope it's West Central, but, you know, they're probably in good shape. Polo will receive the second half kick. I'll quickly, I'll go over the scoring here while we got a few seconds left here in the halftime. Peyton Trossi got the game started with a 28-yard touchdown run with about 11 minutes left in the first quarter. The two-point run was no good, 6-0 West Central. Rock Salto, a 43-yard touchdown run exactly 11 seconds later following the kickoff, and that tied it at 6 again. The two-point run was no good. Salto again from five yards out to close out the first quarter with the two-point pass to Noah Dewey made it 14-16 Polo. The West Central Heat would tie it up. Caden Drosty, an 18-yard touchdown run and a Meldrum two-point conversion, tied it at 14. Caden Webster, a one-yard touchdown run. The two-point pass was good, 22-14 to 14 polo. And then right before the first half ended, the 40-yard touchdown run by Caden Drosty. But the two-point conversion was no good. That's where we stand, 22-20. to 20. Second half kickoff, just another squid kick, just past midfield. So Polo will get the ball. Again, good field position at the 48. Yeah, you know, I'm, I, I, I still got to say, Sean, I'm surprised that teams don't kick it deeper all more often. I, 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 mean, I am, too. You get teams with this much offensive firepower, and you're giving them a short field to work with. 
but they must really be afraid of those kickoff returns in an eight-man defense. Yeah, and Soto is not one of the deep guys, so I mean, I don't know what they've done statistically-wise, touchdown-wise on the kickoff, but I'd take a chance at least once, see how it turns out. Soto, first carry right up the middle into West Central Territory, gain of about uh, three yards down to the 49-yard line. The other semifinal between St. Thomas Moore and Amboy Lamoille, Ohio, was a 2 o'clock kickoff, so they're just underway. Amboy with an early lead, 8-0. Uh, that's just two and a half minutes into the ballgame. So uh, trying to keep up with the winner. two winners will play next Friday night. Second and seven for the Marcos from the West Central 49-yard line. I'd like to think, uh, you know, West Central already beat Amboy by 30 points this year earlier. I think it was week eight or something. So they have a good shot at that if they can get past this one. Second and seven. Salto. Keeper off the left side, the short side of the field. Gets to the edge and not a whole lot. Maybe another gain of a couple. We'll see where forward progress is. 46 or 47 there. It's like the 46. So it'll be, be third and four. It's only gained about three there for... Soul toy. Boy, if you could get a uh, boy, if you could get a three and out here if you're the heat, that would negate that. You know, getting the ball to start the second half. Right. I'm. I'm still not convinced. They're. I mean, they're on West Central side of the field. I don't think they're going to punt. No. No. Definitely. Four down territory. I think anything inside the fifty at this point is probably four down territory. Solto straight ahead. He's got the first down inside the forty-five. Still on his feet. And the uh, Heat are trying to strip the football, but in the process of trying to strip the football, Soltoy takes it inside the 35 to the 34. You talk about what a hard run. That's the hardest run we've seen all day, and we've seen a few. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he just bulldogged his way right through there, carried four guys with him. That looks like a, that looked like a Parker Melzer run there for the Heat. It took several guys to get Salto to the turf. Takes it all the way down to the 33-yard line. As we can start to get some uh, bigger snowflakes here falling on the uh, on the field here at Polo, I've used up my 25 spots on my stat sheet, so I'm going down to the next line where, unfortunately, the young man's not playing. Right. Grenoble, Avery Grenoble, which is uh, out of the ball, or out of the uh, out of the game today. He's on crutches. Was on crutches last week in the win. Then give getting to the edge. Oh. 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Is he in? He is. Touchdown for the Polo Marcos. That was 22. I think that was Delo Fernandez, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, Delo Fernandez was a nice run. Is that his, that's his first carry of the ball game? Or I, I did he did. maybe get a pass? Uh, he, he didn't take he up his spot. Two yards. Oh, yeah, right. yards on his first carry. I just saw something I've never seen. Frosty couldn't catch him. I, I thought he didn't have the angle. He ran nope. right past him. Doesn't matter how fast you are, you have to have an angle. In, in high school football. How long was that run? 33 yards. Kind of caught me off guard there by D'Lo Fernandez. I thought Drosty was going to get him, but he just outran the corner. and Absolutely huge two-point conversion here. This would make it a two-point game should they get it. Rolling right is Solto, and he throws incomplete. So big break there by West Central. It was a one-score game. It was. That keeps it one score. That extra point would have made a two-score game, which, unfortunately, like I said before, if somebody gets a two-score lead, you're in pretty good shape. But one score is nothing. 10-22 to go here in the third quarter. The Polo Marcos score on a 33-yard touchdown run. Wow, I'm done. Little Fernandez. That yeah. young man's got some speed, too. He does. Yeah, even even without an angle, somebody like Caden Drossi can can chase down a lot of guys in the state of Illinois. But 
Dilo Fernandez. He got to, had to have an angle on him, and he didn't have it. Uh, they almost pushed him out at the one or two, but yeah, I'm, I'm not sure he got to the end zone. But the it official was, was right on top of it there. Yeah, it was close. So now the Marcos will kick off with an eight-point lead, 28-20, 10-22 to go. Yeah, I got some snow flurries falling here in Polo, Illinois. I'm just stunned at how much snow we've seen today. It's like what we talked about before. Two year, two days ago, it was 75 degrees. Punch kick covered up at about the 37-yard line. Yeah, I'm just, uh, just I don't know. I gotta say, I gotta admit, my toes are cold <laughs> just looking at the snow. It's <laughs> yeah. not really that cold. No, it's not bad in the box, but. It's just making me cold watching these folks out here. Oh, man. There's a, there's a pretty good crowd here, even West Central. Pretty good, pretty good following. 38-yard line, first and 10 for the Heat. Carnes, under center, they give to Drosky, off the left side, and got in the grasp of a couple of Marcos at the 40-yard line, so gain of two. Well, I'm, not so, I'm not so sure if he didn't touch the outside. He might not have gone a lot farther, but... One, one little lateral cut to his left on the far side. The heat going from left to right on your radio dial here, folks, with uh, currently with the wind. Not that that matters with yeah. the passing games for each of these teams, but maybe with the wind makes Strauss even a little faster. Straight ahead is Meldrum. He hard yards out to the 45-yard line, so he's going to be third and about three from the 45-yard line, the own 45-yard line of the Heat. They trail by eight, 28-20, with nine and a half minutes left in the third quarter. First time the Heat have trailed at the half all season long. 11-0 coming into this one. Third and three. Carnes takes a look at the defense, now gets under center. He'll keep off the fake to Meldrum. He's got the first down inside Marco's territory, trying to bring the big man down, and they finally do it the 46-yard line. Yeah. That's a big guy to tackle on a cold day, man. Yeah, that's a good nine-yard gain on an old sneak up the middle. We, I think, you know, we, we might see a little bit more of that maybe here in the second half. I think, I think Carnes is going to get a bunch of carries here in the second half. I'm a firm believer that if you mix it up a little bit more, you're going to get more out of the big guy. Yes, I, that's a great point. Give it to him every time. They're going to key on it. First and 10 from the 46 of the Marcos. Under nine is our and a false start. That's going to back it up five. Back up inside. Inside heat territory at their own 49 will be first and 15. I'm not sure it was as much of a false start as it was just a, a loss of balance and trying to, trying to I don't know, balance on just, freezing cold feet. Yeah, it just, <laughs> yeah, they're running on bricks probably. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, it just looked funny. It didn't look like he was trying to start. He just lost his balance. First and 15 for Carnes in the heat. He'll pitch quickly to Jostie. Here's the short side of the field, down the right sideline, and they Finally corral him and shove him out of bounds inside the 45 down to the 41. He got a good chunk of that back. Yeah, that's good sportsmanship on 17, Solto, because he could have thrown him down to the ground. Instead, once they got out of bounds, he held on to him and kept him up. I see Meldrum put a pretty good shot on Solto early in the ballgame, and as soon as he hit him, reached down and he helped him right back up. Yeah, that's, that's, you know, that's the all-seater, and he's a great player. Second and five now. Good 10-yard uh, run there for Parker Meldrum following the false start penalty. Meldrum again, up the middle. 
Be short of the first down, a couple yards short. It'll be third and about two. Inside the 40 down to the 38-yard line. A little over eight minutes left here in the third quarter. 28-20, Polo leading West Central. Well, that certainly makes this uh, third down play more manageable. You know, first and 15 to third and three is a... Yeah, I, if, if I had to, it's going to be two Mason Carn sneaks here if I need them. <laughs> I don't think you're going to need them if you just give one. Third and two, under center, quick snap this time. It's going to be Drosty off the right side, picking his way through, and a pretty good job of Polo Marcos bringing him down to about the 31-yard line. So about a seven-yard gain there for Drosty. Loses the chains. Down to the 31. 28-20. You know, with a one-score lead. I got to say, I like the officials that put the ball on the yard mark. On the, yeah, on the mark. Instead of in between it. <laughs> <laughs> you're a stat guy. That's right. <laughs> That's right. The pitch to Drossy trying to get to the left end. It's picking his way through the tacklers. Inside the 35. I'm going to say 25-yard line. I'm going to say his knee hit. He must have fumbled. The ball came out. Oh. He said he was down. Back to the 25-yard line. So a gain of about six there. For Caden Drosty. What's Drosty's totals today? One uh, one forty-five now on fifteen carries. Averages. What well, I think he averages two fifty-three. I think is yeah, what I saw coming in. Yeah. Second and four. Nearing the red zone, yellow zone inside the thirty. Drosty again off the left side. Got the first down inside the twenty. Down to the nineteen. Now inside the red zone of the Marcos. Nearing the halfway point of the third quarter. Again, semifinals. Winner will move on to take on the winner of St. Thomas Moore and Amboy Lamoille, Ohio, on the turf at April's on Memorial. So, speaking of the turf, Scott's got a win today over Knox College. I didn't see what the final was, but they had like a 48 point lead, I think, in the fourth quarter. Try to get a final on that one. But the problem is, Lake Forest, I believe, won all four quarters against Chicago. So, Scott's, I think, lose the tiebreaker. We'll get that all straightened out. Carn straight ahead. Hard yards inside the 15 down to the 14. That's another guy you can't tackle high, that's for sure. Man. No, no. But fortunately, a linebacker for, uh, for most people. For Polo, one guy had a hold of his foot and wasn't letting go. You give, you're going to give Kearns uh, five on that carry. Just, just inside the 15 down to about the 14-yard line. Time-consuming drive here by West Central, trying to tie things up. Yeah, they need a two-pointer to do that. Carnes the keeper again, straight up the middle, down to the five. We might get three or four straight of those. Just might. We could do that all the way to the yeah, goal line. Absolutely. I wouldn't take any chances with a fumble or a pitch inside the ten. I just let. Uh, I guess he's at the ten. I was thinking he was at the five, but he's at the ten now. Yeah, he got four out of that. So third and one. That's certainly. Yeah, I'm not sure I would give it to anybody, but I just let Mason Carnes run right over my big guy in center there. Which, uh, for the West Central Heat, talk about the offensive lineman a little bit today. There's there's Carnes again, straight in. He's got the first down inside the five. It's finally pushed down and off the four. First and goal to go for the Heat. As he just got himself in behind the lineman, Nick Woods, Blake Cole, and Zach Smith. I wouldn't doubt if you see two or three more of these. Well, no chance. Just let him just drive this thing straight ahead. They haven't stopped it yet. 
have not been able to stop it so far. First and goal from the four. Heat trailed by eight, 28-20, as we are under five minutes left in the third quarter. Now, there's Meldrum straight ahead. He's in for the touchdown. Meldrum, Parker Meldrum, makes it 28-26 to see if the Heat can get this two-point conversion, get this thing squared up with 4.42 to go in the third quarter. Big touchdown, big touchdown. Now, this is even a bigger play here. They need this two-point conversion to tie it up. Meldrum, that is his two-point conversion. Here we go. Trying to tie things up. He's been a workhorse, 11 carries for 56 yards. It is Meldrum off the left side. Oh, the keeper by... Well, he had he completely fooled. I thought Nelzer had that football. Instead, Carnes takes it around the left side too. for the two-point run. He did a great job of hiding that ball because I had no idea. I was completely fooled all that one. I thought I just said I was going about ready to say Melton stopped a yard short of the end zone. Yep. Instead, it was Berger Melton in for the touchdown. 28-28 with 4.42 to go third quarter. We'll be back in 30 seconds. A four-yard touchdown run by Parker Meldrum has tied this up after the two-point run by Mason Carnes. We are tied at 28 with 4.42 to go. Come on, kick it deep. Kick it deep. You know, punch it right at one of the up, man, and it's going to be a return. Yeah, that's that, uh, um, uh, Noah Dewey. We've we yeah. called his name a couple times today. Yeah. Picks up the uh, onside kick and returns it about four or five yards at a time inside inside heat territory. You know, I just, I just don't understand... Why they don't, I mean, I guess that's why I'm up here and not down there. <laughs> I say, oh, this is why I'm wearing a headset, not that's a whistle. A, that's why I'm up here and not down there. Cause <laughs> yeah. I just don't understand. I mean, I would kick it deep, make them go farther. I, at least give them, but, you know, it's one of those, if you, yeah. can, if you can return it, return it, but I'm not going to give you the ball midfield all the time. Yeah. I'm sure they have their reasons. Well, Salto straight ahead. Or the, yeah, boy, another hard run inside the 45 down to the 46. Or 44, excuse me, five-yard run inside the 45 to the 44, second and five. You know, it's amazing how well they do run the ball because their offensive linemen are not that big. No, absolutely not. It's all in technique. They must be doing it right because they're gaining, they're getting lots of yardage. Alex Albano goes 5'10", 185. Jacob Monaco, 6'2", 185. And Waylon Harris, 5'11", 180. Nobody's 200 pounds on the line. No. Oh, they got him. And there, that's an awesome play back to the 45. You don't say that very often with that young man carrying the ball. No kidding. He lost one there. So it's going to be third and sixth. Wow. Yeah, that's a nice, uh, you know, at this point, you're just taking, taking chances. Maybe running somebody through a gap if you're on defense. Right, right. You got to do something. They need the defense needs. To, they need a big play. They need a big play to change the momentum. Really on their side. Three and a half minutes remaining. Third and six. Three and three and a half minutes in the third quarter. Keeper by Solto and stopped at the line of scrimmage. He does spin forward for a couple. Boy, those could be big yards when you're talking fourth and four right. instead of fourth and six. Now it's fourth and four. Right. Two yards after the spin of initial contact on Solto. Solto is six four. That's a long frame to fall forward. <laughs> yeah, you know he don't look that big. No, he, he doesn't. Yeah, they got him with six four one eighty. Those linemen, I don't think, are that big either. That you just said. But you know, again, it's not about size; it's about the technique. 
I uh, was, I was listed as five seven in my high school program for basketball, and I'm not sure I've ever been five seven in my entire life. So take that for what it's worth. <laughs> Time out taken here. It's going to be fourth hit four. Time out taken by the Polo Marcos. They want to discuss this fourth and four call. We'll take a thirty second break. We're tied at twenty eight with two fifty one to go in the third quarter between Polo and West Central. We'll be back. All right, both teams back on the field following the timeout. It is fourth and four for the Polo Marcos. We'll see what head coach Ted Alston has designed here. And that's going to be offsides on West Central. The little, just a little in motion, just a little in motion there by the Polo Marcos. And boy, you get on that edge, you're antsy, ready to go. And this one, he goes in motion. That's yeah. a great call there. That's just, you know, it's great for Polo, but you just got anxious when. Now, that play is set up that way. I could have swore that was fourth and six. They're giving the first down. No, it was fourth and four. four. He didn't get two. That's right. And we talked about him falling forward for two yards was maybe big, and boy, it was. Yeah. Instead of being fourth and one, now you got first and ten, the sixth move. Boy, that's a... That's tough. Well, you get yeah. yeah, that was an unusual movement on that back there. He went sideways, and it was more like a jump sideways instead of a it kind of a right of wing a motion. Thing. And he moved. He kind of moved out toward a slot receiver with me. Yeah. And the give to Delo Fernandez oh, this time. That yeah, time. this time the Heat wrap him up at about the line of scrimmage. So no gain there for Fernandez. That's going to kill his average. Yeah. Well, Landon <laughs> Winters got him first, and then Drosty was right there to finish him off. Second and ten with two and a half minutes left in the third quarter. Second and ten from the Heat 38-yard line. Were oh, they getting a yard on that? Uh, no, it's okay, a the yeah. I was say, second and ten looking over at the sticks, but they've got them angled. <laughs> you can see both. <laughs> yeah, they got the board pool. They got second and nine on the board. They got them pool. Second and ten for the Marcos. 38-yard line of the Heat. Pitch out. Uh, no Dewey, and the, the Heat string it out nicely. Yeah. String it out nicely, yeah. short gain on the play. Actually got two out of that yeah. one. Yeah, third and eight down to the 36-yard line. Under two minutes to go, third quarter. We're tied at 28. Winner moving on to Friday night state championship of the Illinois Eight-Man Football Association. We do have a score from Amboy, Royal Ohio, and St. Thomas Moore. 20-8 to eight, Amboy leading St. Thomas Moore. Just just starting the uh, second quarter, a couple minutes into the second quarter, last uh, last we've seen. Wow, there's those big snowflakes again. Well, there's some big snowflakes. It's swirling, kind of a swirling right. right around here. Third and eight, Solto, the keeper. Got a little, little bit of room off the left side, down to the 30-yard line. That's going to make fourth down manageable. It'll be fourth and about two, three maybe. See where he gets. Let's say two. Yeah, down to the 30-yard line. So fourth and two. Big play here for both ball clubs to see if the Polo Marcos can keep this drive going or West Central get a huge, enormous stop. Yeah, it sure be a... You know, I keep talking about momentum, but really there hasn't been much momentum in this game. <laughs> I, neither I team agree. Has, has done anything and, and sustained it. It's been kind of... It, it's flip-flopping really quick. I, yeah, I can't think of it any point in time in this game where I would have said, all right, the momentum is with this team. Not nope. once. No, nope. because something happens and it changes. Fourth and two. Here we go. Solto straight ahead. He's got it down inside the 25. And it's a first down for Polo. And they, I don't think, well, maybe they do have to get a playoff. The 25-second clock, 35-second clock. I don't think they have to get a playoff here. 
if they choose not to. Well, when he gets a full head of steam, he's hard to bring down. Yeah, and I don't think they're going to get a playoff here. Yep, they're going to come on over to the sideline. We're going to go to the fourth quarter here at Polo High School. We are tied at 28. The Marcos are on the move at the 24-yard line of the Heat. It'll be first and 10 when we come back in 30 seconds here on Sunny 97.7 WMOI. Back here at Polo High School in the snow, the freezing cold of the semifinals. After uh, mid-70s temperatures across um, what, central Illinois on Wednesday, we've got snow flurries. And uh, I don't know what the temperature is. I'm scared to look. Can't be much more than... Well, it's snowing, so it's got to be yeah, around, around 32. Freezing, yeah. <laughs> All right, this is going to be a fun 12 minutes, Ron. 28-28, fourth quarter starting. It is the 24, just inside the 24-yard line. Right closer to the 23 for the Marcos. It'll be first and 10. Salto. First play in the fourth quarter is a run straight ahead. Inside the 20, and I would say forward progress at the 20. Tried to spin out of a tackle with the 20 and fall forward. We do have a spinal in from the Monmouth College Knox game. It's 23 straight years now that Scott's have beaten the Knox College Prairie Fire in the Turkey Bowl. He gets a 56 to nothing win. The bad news is for the Scots, Lake Forest led all four quarters against the University of Chicago, so it'll be a Lake Forest set into the NCAA tournament with the head-to-head win over the Scots a couple weeks ago. Second and seven. Second and six, second and six from the 20. Salto with Dewey beside him in the backfield. Pitch fakes the pitch to uh, to Dewey and gets a couple yards maybe down to the 18. So third down. Captain Obvious is definitely four down territory here inside the 20. <laughs> you could say that just about every time somebody has the ball. <laughs> That's true. That's very uh, true. We've seen, we've seen one punt. Yeah, actually, yeah. I've seen one. West Central punted once. And it looked odd. I'm sure it felt odd. Yeah. Too. I, <laughs> I don't think any of them are really that good at it. So. <laughs> they haven't had to do it a whole lot. Either one of these teams, I'm sure, all season long. All right, third down and four on the board from the 18. Salto, big hole. He's got the first down and more inside the 10. Still on his feet. Gets into the end zone. That's another hard run by Brock Salto. And he gives the Polo Marcos the lead, 34-28. to Now the all-important. Two-point conversion. Yeah, he just bounced off a couple guys. You can't uh, you can't arm tackle him. You got to go for the legs, or he's just going to run right over you. And uh, he made that he made that look easy when really it's not. Salto's third touchdown of the ball game. And we got nope. I thought we had a timeout, but maybe not. And well, we had an injury. West injury Central. Timeout. Timeout. Yeah, there was. I see there was a man on the down for West Central. I couldn't tell if he was hurt or just. Disappointed that he scored. That's not Meldrum, is it? Meldrum. Really well, that would be a uh, that would not be good for the yeah. the Heat defense or offense. Could the rest of this way out. Could be a huge blow, but I think it's I think I it's going to take a broken leg for him to be out of this ball game. I do right, know that. Right. He was he was walking off, but he had a little bit of a hitch in his giddy up, as they say. <laughs> it's a perfect description for it. <laughs> yeah. He was limping a little bit. So we'll see what happens if he can get back in the game. We hope he does. It was an 18-yard. Was that an 18-yard run there yes. by Salto? 18-yard yes. touchdown run. Now we got a timeout. 
taken by the Pueblo Martyrs. I've seen more timeouts on two-point conversions today than I think I've seen all season long. Isn't that uncanny? <laughs> you would think you know, they are right in there. It's, it's almost too bad. But, you know, they want to get it right. They want to make yeah. sure they get this because it could be the difference in the game. Absolutely. Absolutely could be the difference. Two-point conversion here uh, would be big. 10-24 to go here in the fourth quarter. 34-28. to Let's talk about some great sponsors helping bring you the, the uh, football game today here on Sunday 97.7. Belted Cow Orchard. Tomorrow morning when you get up, head to the Belted Cow for some delicious donuts and coffee. The Belted Cow also has gift items, lotus drinks, and boy, lingo beef. It's more than just an orchard. It's the Belted Cow Orchard. 1821 East Highway 164 between Monmouth and Aquaca. Proud supporters of the West Central Heat. Also, flat tire service. Nobody wants a flat tire, but they do happen. When it does happen, flat tire service in Stronghurst is the place to go. Flats will get your tire repaired getting you back on the road. Platts can also get you new tires if needed. Roll them over heat from Platt Tire Service, 200 West Main in Stronghurst. Thanks to all the sponsors helping bring you heat football here on this postseason run. Need a stop here as does the heat on the two-point conversion. 34-28 with 10-24 to go here in the fourth quarter. Going to be the direct snap. Now rolling. Salto slapped away. Good defensive play there. By Landon Winters again. We, yeah. we called his name a couple times today, and that was a big slap away on the attempted pass. Yeah, he knocked that one away. That's a, That could be, potentially that's a huge play. West Central scores here and gets a two-point conversion if they can use up enough of the clock. But so far they haven't been able to stop Polo. So you just, you just never know. It could boil down to that last team to have it wins. Which I'm sure for the folks that uh, follow eight-man football, I'm sure it probably happens quite a bit. Yeah, <laughs> last team to have the football. Hey, good thing the snow's quit. This is going to see some blue sky with a bat. My gosh, it's like a whole different atmosphere here. <laughs> I bet it warmed up one degree. <laughs> I bet it did too. We are now just over the freezing mark. Folks. Just over in Polo, Illinois. <laughs> 10:44 to go, fourth quarter. Uh, look at the board. Pummel's down to one timeout left on the board. That might yeah, be something they, we need to keep an eye on, too. In, in my opinion, they've had to waste two timeouts. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's completely planned on their I, part, and they're okay with it. But, oh, you do what you got to do. Unfortunately, that time they used one, and then they still didn't score. They still didn't get the score. Yeah, that, that's a double whammy. That's a great point. Kickoff now by the Polo Marcos. Squib it. Ooh, bounces through. Picked up by the wow. Heat. The wow. of the shoulder catch off a uh, odd bounce there. Who, that who that made deflected that off of two guys, and he caught it over his shoulder, but it was a great play. I mean, that could have been a disaster. Isaiah Stephson with the uh, little, little over the shoulder off the bounce. And he, like we talked about earlier, the football doesn't never never takes a true roll. Right. An oblong. That could have been, been a disaster. First and 10 from their own 39-yard line. Out come the Heat. They trail by 6 now with 10.20 to go. I'd sure like to see West Central eat up a lot of clock and score. Yeah. Don't leave much time, but that's going to be tough with a back like Drosty. Right now they just didn't get the score. And a little mix-up in the backfield, I think. When a running back ran into Carter, he's still going to get about four yards out of it, down out to the 43-yard line. Yeah, he kind of bumped into his running back. Meltrum's back on the field. That's great to see. Yeah, I would, uh, you know, as much as they, they need to score, but, boy, if they could use up nine or ten minutes and do it and not leave any time, they score too quick, and that just makes it harder for themselves. 
second and six now from the 43-yard line. The Heat's own 43, trailing by six under 10 minutes now in the fourth quarter. There goes Rossi. He's gone. He's gone. Nobody's catching him. 40, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Caden Rossi. 57-yard touchdown run for Caden Rossi. But it doesn't take long when you got number 12 in the backfield. No, the only, and, and, you know, like I said, I just assume they use some clock up, but if you score quick enough, I mean, anything can happen. This, anything can happen. Now they're going, well, it wouldn't be their first lead of the game because they led 6 to nothing. Right. correct? Right, yeah. yeah. Yep. But they can get the lead back here. That's a huge confidence it boost. It absolutely is. This is a huge two-point conversion here. We're tied at 34 with nine and a half minutes left. And a timeout. Take another timeout on a two-point conversion. That's just going to extend the record that I've seen so far this year. Isn't that the craziest thing? How many timeouts we've seen on two-point conversion? <laughs> keep it here because I don't want to. I don't want to get back too late from a commercial break. What a huge play in the ball game. Nine thirty-six to go in the fourth quarter. Fifty-seven-yard touchdown run by Caden Rossi. That's his third of the ball game today. Oh, excuse me, fourth touchdown of the ball game today. And that gives him 54 on the season. That's not career, folks. You heard it right. 54 in the single season. And that's rushing touchdowns. I think he might have an interception and maybe a kickoff or a punt return at some point this year. So, oh, I'm sure he has. And uh, all right, both teams back on the field. Here we go. Two-point conversion. 9.36 to go fourth quarter. We are tied at 34. Drossy the deep back. Meldrum the up back in the eye behind Carnes. There it is to give to Drosty. He has in for the two-point conversion as he carries a tackler in there with him. The two-point run by Caden Drosty gives the Heat a 36-34 lead with 9.36 to go here in the fourth quarter. Take a quick break. 30-second break. We'll come back here on Sunday 97.7. Back here on Sunny 97.7 WMOI, semifinal action of the Illinois Eight-Man Football Association Tournament. Winner moves on to Friday night's state championship game at Monmouth College. The Heat lead 36-34 on the 57-yard touchdown run and two-point conversion by Caden Rossi. Punch kick right up the middle, picked up at the 39-yard line. The return, trying to get to the edge, and not going to get there. Yeah, he's not... If they give him forward progress to the 39, he's not going to get anything. But all right, tried to make something out of it. He did, he did. But now they, you know, they got to go 65, you know, 67 yards now. Well, actually, 60 where they spotted it. They made pretty good forward progress. Yeah, they did. I'm not sure he, I'm not sure he ever got to the 40 at any point in that run. No, <laughs> but still, that's better than getting yeah. him only 55 or. 50 or 45 yards for that touchdown, so 9.29 to go. First and 10 from their own 40-yard line. On the Marcos. Salto keeps it off the right side and squirts through for about three yards out to the 43-yard line. So the second and seven for the Marcos. Just over nine minutes remaining, and they only have a timeout left. He's definitely their workhorse. He's got uh, 34 carries now, 175 yards. And Salto coming into this one, coming into this one, he had, didn't have a ton of carries. Well, he had 205 carries. That's, that's a lot of carries, I guess. Yeah. He's been kind of, especially with Grenoble out now, Avery Grenoble. 
Here's another one from Salto. Trying to get to the edge Good and have anything up the middle and then strung out oh, by Parker Meldrum. <laughs> and, oh, and wow. The, uh, that yeah, coach just, went down hard. He yeah, did on the far side. He's back up, though. He's ready to go. He's football coach. Yeah, that's, that's, a, one very long. that's yeah. a one yard long. It sure is. Back to the 42 yard line. It's third and eight now. This is a big down here. you gotta get, you got to get some yardage here. I certainly wouldn't trust myself on fourth and eight. Well, I think if you you got a punt here, right? Uh, oh, man, I don't know. If I was them, I would. Yeah, I would, too. Again, why give them a short field? Yep. All right, coming to the line, third and eight. Eight and a half minutes left, fourth quarter. 36-34, West Central leading the Polo Marcos. Uh, and they're going to look to pass. Salto throws over the middle of the field. He has his man at the 43-yard line, and that is D'Lo Fernandez. Boy, it, yeah, they called that complete. I think it was complete. But I think boy, it was. that was a short throw. He, Diego Fernandez had to come back for that one and catch, caught it just off the turf. Inside heat territory down to the 44. So that'll give the, the Marcos a first down. What a big play. I was shocked they threw that one. Oh, I was too. And it, <laughs> it just floated, but there was no defenders down. No, he, he was wide open. Back for if he throws that, with a little bit more on it, that's probably a touchdown. Oh. He throws it to him when he's standing. I'm sure. First and 10 from the 44 of the Heat are the Marcos to give to Fernandez. Getting to the edge. He's got the edge. 40-35. Shoved out of bounds inside the 30. At about the 29-yard line. 29 or 28. We'll see where they give him forward progress. To the 29-yard line. They run about a 17-yard play there. Or Dilo Fernandez, he hasn't touched the ball a lot, but boy, when he has, he has done good things with it. Yeah. Now the Marcos on the run with seven and a half minutes ago, about 7.45 on the clock, 7.46 to be exact after he's shoved out of bounds. Well, the only thing you can say is if they do score, you're still going to have some time left. And we've seen what, what West Central can do. <laughs> you have drawn you two seconds. <laughs> Salto runs oh. into his own man, and that gives the Heat a chance to uh, catch up and tackle Salto. Yeah, they're going to back at the 31-yard line, so maybe a loss. No, back to the 32. That's a, You're right, three-yard loss. Back to the 32-yard line. Yeah, he ran, right, in, ran right into his own man. Yeah, number seven, Rylan Lindos got his way in. I'm not sure if it wasn't one of those cases where West Central just shoved Lindos right back right back into Salto. <laughs> Whatever works. Yeah, exactly. Second and 13 from the 32. And they give to Fernandez. He's got a little squirts through a hole. He is going to take it to the house. Dilo Fernandez in from 32 yards out. That's his second touchdown of the game. That was a 33-yard run earlier in the game. Now he's got a 32-yarder. He has done good things every time he's touched it, but that's thanks to Salto getting so many carries probably. Yep, yep. yep. There, you start keying on one guy, and that opens up the other. But I will say, for him, he made a nice little cutback because he was headed to the outside, and then he cut it back, and, and there was nothing they could do for it. So here comes... Here comes actually a, uh, the big one here, too, because this gets it to six. Yeah. But then that would force West Central to get the two-point conversion to take a lead. So this is this is a huge one here. Well, they're all huge. Start, I'm really starting to be casting on now. At this point, they all big. 
Salto, a two-receiver split left. He's going to run that way, throws it, and got a man. Two-point pass is good to Noah Dewey. That gives the Polo Marcos a six-point lead, 42-36, to 36, with exactly seven minutes left. We'll take a 30-second break. 42-36, Polo leading West Central, seven minutes left on Sunday, 97.7. Welcome back to Polo High School here with seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. 42-36, Polo with a six-point lead. We kick down inside the, oh, yeah, let that go out of bounds. Did it go out of bounds before he picked it up? No, I don't think so. Oh, if you let it go out of bounds, it's a 35. Oh, okay. And what do we got here? Yeah, it's... What do we he went down when oh, we tried okay. to start. Oh, all right, all right, so... Back to the 27-yard line. Boy, just let that go out of bounds. You got 35. Yeah. With 6.58 to go, a couple seconds off the clock there on that uh, touching of the football. 42-36, to out comes the West Central offense. Mason, Carnes to Drosty. Straight ahead, and this time Polo holds on. Yeah, well, barely. <laughs> barely is Drosty just about shook out of that tackle. I don't know how much more he would have gotten, but... He almost shook out of the initial tackle. He did get five on that play out to the 32-yard line. And the later, the colder it gets, the later it is. It's hard to make those hands and those arm tackles, man. Yeah, yeah. Can't even feel your fingers at this point, probably. Interesting stat. I think he needs five more yards to hit 3,000 for the year. And straight ahead to to Drossi again out to the 35. So he's a little bit short. It'll be third and two. As we're nearing the six-minute mark, nearing the halfway point of the fourth quarter, 36, 42-36, Polo with a six-point lead. 32-yard run by Dilo Fernandez, his second one today, has given the Marcos the lead. Third and two from the 35-yard line. Knows the football right on the 35. Carnes, the keeper, he's got the first down. And over the 35 to the... 38-yard line, I think. Yeah, 38-yard line. There you go. Put it around the mark. There you go. They're listening to you, I think, Ron. They're putting it yeah, around the yard. I like that. I like that. They see it either go back or forward. You're not know, messing with that half-yard thing. <laughs> Whichever yard line you're closer to, that's where it yeah. goes. Yeah. <laughs> First and 10 for the Heat. 542 oh, to go. they got to gotta do a – oh, they switched helmets. Yeah, a helmet yeah. issue. Yeah. You know, from um, – from my standpoint here, Sean, I would like to see West Central eat up the clock. The perfect scenario, eat up the clock, score the touchdown, the extra point, and leave no time on the clock. Yep, that would be perfect scenario. Well, following the helmet issue, I thought maybe they'd take a little bit more time, but the back judge has not got his hand up. So, All right, first and ten, the pitch to Drosty. Got a little room, little room. He's gone. He's gone. 40, 35. 30, 25, 10, 5, touchdown, 62 yards for Caden Drosty. <laughs> we are tied, pending this extra point with 5.20 to go. Any, anywhere on the field, that guy is a threat to score the football. If he gets into the open field in any way, you can't catch, you can't no. tackle him because he, he cuts so well, he sees the field, the openings. You can't catch him if he gets to the open field. Easiest touchdown calls in high school football, at least in our area for sure, is Caden Drossy. Because once, like you said, once he gets a yard on anybody on this field, he's gone. Yeah, they're not going to catch him. 
42-42. Here we go. Two-point conversion with 5.20 to go. Fourth quarter. Timeout taken on another two-point conversion by the West Central Heat. They'll be down to one timeout. So each team will have just one timeout left if you need them for another two-point conversion. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> you know but it, it's a big play. I mean, two-point yeah, conversion. Absolutely. Like, a big play. This yep. is a big play. This is the difference between winning. could be winning or losing because if you can hold them the next time they get the ball with a two-point lead, they can surely run the clock out. 42 to 42. We have the update from Amboy and St. Thomas Moore. Amboy is up 42 to 16 with two minutes left in the second quarter. So uh, a, a 26 point lead, yeah, by the Amboy Lemoyle Ohio co op. They are running away with that one. They will, uh, should they hold on to that lead against St. Thomas Moore, they'll play the winner of this one in the state championship on Friday night. At April Zorn Memorial Stadium, how cool is that to have the uh, state championship right across town? At home. Right, right. It's a home game, basically. <laughs> on the turf, even. How? Yeah. I mean, Caden Josh is fast on grass. How fast is he going to be on the uh, turf? <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah, maybe he'll could mess him up. You never know. Forty-two, forty-two. Here we go. Two-point conversion following the timeout. Straight ahead is Mason Carnes, and he's in for the two-point conversion. Two-point run by Mason Carnes. Gives the Heat a 44-42 lead. That's just power football. Just get in behind the big hogs up front. Get that thing in the end zone. Because Carnes is big enough. Carnes is a lineman playing quarterback. Right. Carnes might be bigger than his lineman. He he is. He's bigger (laughs) than the rest of the kids on his team. But you know what? He's hard to tackle on those short yardage things. Plus, you know, he gets out the open. He can do okay. This is a huge defensive stand here now for West Central. They can force us. Yeah, uh, force a punt, but I want to bet they're down. They're not going to punt. Nope, no punts now. They're going to have to play defense really good for four straight plays. And if they can get the ball back with the lead, I I think they can run the clock out. Especially since Polo's got only one timeout left. They can't stop the clock. You've been been calling for it a lot uh, most of the game here. Try to kick one deep. If you're going to, this is the time to do it, man. You want to kick it to this side because Polo's on the right, on that side. Oh, yep, I see him over there. He's out there in that second line. So you get it over that first line. And he's in squib, basically squib formation here like he's been in the whole night. Yep, straight ahead. Going to punch ticket down to the 39-yard line to return. By the Marcos out over the 45 to the 47, I think. And he still uh, ran it back seven yards. Good for them. I mean, again, I don't know why you don't try to run it back some. Carter Meridian out over the 45 to the 47-yard line. So here comes the Polo Marco offense. They trail by two now, 44-42 with 5.15 to go. Something tells me West Central's going to suck it up here and uh, play the best defense they've played all day because they're going to need to. They can't afford to give up the score now with only five minutes left. and won't leave them much time for themselves. All right, first and ten from the 47. Salto takes to, you know, fakes it to Delo Fernandez, and there goes Salto. Boy, he was one tackle away from taking it to the house. He does get it down to the 41-yard line. Holding on for dear life down there was Colton Fletcher. Holding on to Salto's waist, and he finally wore him down at about the 41-yard line. Yeah, that that's way too much. That's twelve yard game. You can't you can't do that. You've got to stop them. Five minutes 
move forward but with uh, here in the fourth quarter. Five minutes, clock moving, 44 to 42, Polo trailing, West Central with the football. Yeah, I'm going to say if it gets down inside the 20, instead of them melting the clock out, if you're West Central, this is the kind of stuff you talk about in pro football. Do you let them score just so you have enough time to get the ball back? Right, you know, right. Even inside the 20. Well, we know West Central can score quickly. Salto to Delo Fernandez. He shakes a man at the 40, down inside the 35, down close to the 30. Knocked out of bounds first and 10 for the Polo Marcos at the 30-yard line of the West Central Heat, 44-42. One thing we don't have to worry about is getting in field goal range between both of these ball clubs. Right. Field goal's not going to make a difference because <laughs> nobody's going to kick one. Nose of the football sitting on the 30-yard line of the West Central Heat with four and a half minutes to go fourth quarter. He's stepping up here. Well, we know, like I said, we know West Central can score quickly, so you just can't always count on that. But all right, the snap back to Salto. There's the snap. He's going to keep it off the left side, inside the 35, still on his feet. Hard run, about six-yard hard run there by Salto down to the 24-yard line. It'll be second and about four. I'm really surprised we haven't seen a turnover yet on the part of uh, Polo. Yes. I mean, there really haven't been that. There's only been one theoretical, you know, fumble. You know, we had that kickoff. That, that Drossy yeah, got one kind of punched out by helmet and shoulder pad really early in the game, but that's when, you know, their right. hands are still reasonably reasonably warm, I guess. Kind of easy to say up here in the press box. Right. I, I'm just surprised <laughs> there hasn't been more, you know, both ways for that yeah. matter. Because I know West Central creates a ton of turnovers normally. Second and four from the 24. Salto to give to Delo Fernandez. Oh, and, and you up. just talked about, did, did West Central get on it? Or did, no, I think Polo no, got back Polo on it. But, boy, you, you were almost complete Nostradamus there. Holy cow. I was going to have you buy me a lottery ticket all the way home. Oh, don't do that, because I bought 10 the other day. It didn't do me a bit of good. I've been buying them, oh. been buying them for two weeks. I'm not sure I got one number right in two weeks. Yeah, they gained two yards. Whoa, uh, boy, that just popped right out of Fernandez's hands, but Polo jumped on it. Luckily for the Marcos, they jumped on it. Bad luck for the Heat. Maybe I talk about it some more. (laughs) Third and one from the 21. Salto's going to keep it this time. He's got the first down inside the 20. And now you got to look at the clock. With 3.07 to go, they'll reset the chains and get the clock restarted. Down to the 18-yard line. 18-yard line of the Heat. It'll be first and 10. And with only one timeout, West Central can only stop the clock one time should they need to down. And now if you're Polo, well, you got to score. I mean, you got to score. You can't worry about scoring too early at this no. point, I don't think. I don't no. think you slide down or anything crazy like that inside the five. First and 10 for Salto. Oh, And down to about the 15-yard line. So it'll be a gain of about four. For Salto. And we're at the two and a half minute mark, fourth quarter. Again, each team with a timeout. The Heat lead 44 to 42. 16 yard line is where the football is on. So it'll be second and seven. Yeah, they are not in any hurry to get this thing snapped. It's, it's just going to be this drive or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> You're no, that, could, uh, that could back out. That could backfire on them, though. Well, I mean, this is, this is the point where I was talking about. I mean, you, you can't let them score for here with two minutes to go, but if you get down inside under a minute. Right. There's Salto straight ahead, takes a shot, and he's still on his feet down to the 10-yard line. That's close to a first down. 
and that'll eat up more time off the clock. Then if you get the first down, you can really eat some time up off the clock. Third and two with a minute 40. It's got to be two runs there by Salto. I mean, if anybody else gets this football besides Salto at this point, I would be shocked. Somebody's got to make a big play on the defensive side here. He's going to shoot a gap here and just try to take a chance. Salto trying to get to the edge. And inside the 10, he's going to be short. It's going to be a fourth down. Fourth down in less than about a yard. Fourth down in about a yard inside the 10 with a minute 13 to go. If you're polo, I mean, you're, you're at 108 and the clock is moving. This can be your game right here. Yeah. I mean, you only got, you've only got one timeout, and right. running, running the football takes some time. So if you get the first down here, you're still 10 yards away from the end zone, eight yards away from the end zone if you get this first down. Here we go, fourth and one. Here's the ball game. And the gift straight ahead to Salto. He's got it, spins away, and he is into the end zone. Gets hit at the line of scrimmage, spun away from the, from the, uh, from the yeah. tackle, yeah. and gets into the end zone. From nine yards out, he ran into the pile, but he didn't. Nobody had any hands on him. He just spun off, and if he didn't spin off, that would have been really close to see where they spotted that football. Right, see what his forward progress would have been. Because I'm not completely sure he would have had the first down. No, no, it would have been close, but nobody had a hand on him. It was just a big pile at the line. They did that play where they had everybody all bunched together. They all ran to the line real quick and stopped. And then win. Two-point conversion here is huge. Just makes it a six-point game. Should should Caden Costi bust loose and get a, get, get a touchdown, or anybody get a touchdown for the Heat, they would still need the two-point conversion to get it. So big two-point conversion here. Salto trying to get to the edge, and he does not get it. So the, the Heat stay in it, 48-44. to 44. We're going to take a 30-second break, come back, and we will uh, keep it here for the rest of the time. It is 48-44, Polo leading West Central with 42 seconds, but 42 seconds left for the Heat to try to get back the lead. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Back here on Sunday 97.7 WMI, 42 seconds left in the fourth quarter, 48-44, Polo leads by four. Rock Salto's nine-yard run has given them the lead. Here's the kick. Just one timeout left for each ball club. And a little squib kick again. Covered up by a couple of heat there. Boy, that could have been disastrous. Two heat players kind of ran into one another trying to get it. Good field position from the 45-yard line, though. The heat 55 yards away. Yeah, that was recovered by Jordan Kane, a freshman, 16 I don't know if it's a sneaky good feeling or not, but I just have a good feeling here that uh, what do we got here? They're just going to snap it back to they're going uh, they're going wildcat to Caden Drosty. He's about seven yards behind the line of scrimmage. They're just going to give him a head start and off to the right. We and know. there's a low snap to Drosty straight ahead. Tackle at the line of scrimmage at the 45. No gain there for Drosty. They got to get on the football. Why is the clock stop? Oh, timeout taken by. Head coach Jason Kirby. I looked up and the clock had stopped. I thought, and then I see everybody running around. I thought maybe there was a fumble, and I knew I didn't see a fumble. So, well, they fooled me because they had three guys on the right side. I figured it's a wildcat snap to him, and he goes to the right where all his blockers were. But he didn't. He came to the oh. left. The other side of that is the ball when it was snapped hit the ground and screwed up the timing. I think. Yep. It messed up the timing for him. 
Yeah, it, they run out of they run out of under center. Right. Nearly what ninety nine percent of the time they aren't not they're not now they're in wild right. they're in uh, shotgun formation. Oh, we're going to see a screen pass to him. Mel or uh, he split right. The only one split right. Meldrum back there with Carnes. Oh. Just get it to him and let him go. Well, I'm if I'm if I if I'm pulling, I'm putting two guys out there on him. Oh, rolling right, pass. rolling right. Carnes looking down the field, throws it up and knocked away. Knocked away. It'll be third and ten with twenty seven and a half seconds. And Drossy was was surrounded by about what three or four blue shirts. Yeah. <laughs> three blue shirt Marcos. Three out of the eight guys on the field was following Drosty. You know, I, I was surprised. I thought they'd throw a screen pass because the defender was ten yards yeah. back. If he just steps back, throwing the screen, give him one on one, all of that wide open space. I don't know why they would. I mean, we'll see. But maybe they notice that. Maybe they'll try it this time. But third and ten from their own forty-five yard line, the Heat trail by four in the semifinals. Trying to walk one off. Back out of the I formation. The pitch to Drosty, short side of the field, and it's going to be pushed out of bounds. It'll be fourth down and a gain of one. I don't know why you run that to the short side. I don't know either. He actually fumbled, but it went out of bounds. It'll be fourth and nine. All right, here we go. This is the ball game potentially with 23 and a half seconds to go. Could be the ball game if they don't get this fourth down. No timeouts for West Central. One left for Polo. Fourth and nine. Well, you know who's going to get the ball. Yeah, absolutely. One person has got to get the ball. Out of the eye formation. They're packing in the middle. Mason Carnes rolling right, rolling right, looking down the field. He's got Meldrum. First down inside the 40-yard line. You need to get out of bounds. Yeah, and now you got you got to spike it. you got to spike it. First and 10 from the 38-yard line of the Polo Marcos. The clock has started, and there's the spike. So with 12.8, they do pick up the first down to extend the drive and extend the game. Wow. That gives you, well, if you if you run the football here, it's your last play. It is. I mean, if you throw it, you still got maybe a shot, unless you can get to, unless you can get to the sideline. And... Back on the field, following, or was that, uh, that wasn't a timeout, right? They didn't have any timeouts. So we've got to be getting close to the, the uh, play clock going here. No, I don't see the back judge with the hand in the air. All right, 38-yard line. I think you're going to see a pitch to the left. Second and 10. Rolling right is Carnes. Throws down the field. Caught at the 30-yard line. Is he inbounds? He's inbounds. That's going to, oh, they're going to, they'll reset the clock so you can get a spike here. Yep, first down, so you can get a spike here at the 26-yard line. 26-yard line, first and 10, there's the spike. So it'll be second and 10 with 4.2 seconds to go. This is your final play. Pass or run, this is your final play right here. Did he throw that to Meldrum again? Yep. Meldrum with the catch at the 26. Here we go. Boy, this is where you like to have your timeouts back. Maybe not with 4.2, but maybe you didn't prior to now, maybe. Yeah. This one's got to be dropping. It's got to be. He's got to have his hands on the football. He's got to have his hands on the football. You've got, do you just send Drosty deep? A little wheel route, little wheel route maybe by Drosty? I think you're going to see a pitch to the left. The pitch to Drosty, trying to get to the edge. And he's 
He's on his feet. He's going to get out of the end. 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 And they just they just walked off. They just walked one off. That was Caden Rossi. You're right. Nobody's gonna get that footballer than Caden Rossi. <laughs> Twenty six yards to the house. Isn't that something? Believable. Look at that sportsmanship out there. Eighty nine over here, consoling twenty two. Look at that. Oh, that what is a great tough one. How? How? How did he stay inbounds for one? And how did he avoid enough tackles to get to the end zone? Unbelievable. Folks, if, we, if I blew out your speaker, I totally apologize. Well, that's that amazing. <laughs> 26 that's yards amazing. to the house. A walk-off run by Caden. I thought he was, I thought he was gonna, they were going to force him out of bounds, and the next thing you know, he cuts back, he breaks a tackle, and... In for the score. Yeah, if he gets what out of bounds, game's game. over because it was less than four seconds. It was it was the final play. If he goes out of bounds, he had to stay in bounds. Oh, right. Hit somehow, somehow. The clock ran out when he was still 15 yards away from the goal line, but he still managed to get in. What a what a game! Unbelievable. That sends West Central to the state championship oh. and Brock Salto, the first one in line for the Polo Marcos. What a, what a ball what game a, by Brock Salto. What a great athlete. Unbelievable game by Brock Salto. Oh, boy. He gave he gave the Polo Marcos the lead with 42 seconds, but doggone it. That's wow. 42 seconds, that's way too much time for, for Caden Rossi. Oh. <laughs> wow. Unbelievable ball game. Neither yeah, team could stop the other. And it was just, and it came down to it. You had the ball last win. That's exactly how it played out. Fifty to forty-eight, the West Central Heat defeat the Polo Marcos, and they will move on to Friday oh, night wow. state championship at Aprilsville Memorial Stadium in Monmouth. Isn't if you are listening good? and you are a West Central fan, we expect to see you at Aprilsville Memorial Stadium oh, on Friday night. I'll be there if you let me. <laughs> Absolutely. Casey, if you're listening, it's you and Ron, baby. Take it home. Take wow. it home. Wow. That was just amazing. I thought they were running him out of bounds. I don't know how he stayed in bounds. I really didn't. I was I was just getting ready to say shoved out of bounds at about the 15-yard line. That's he just, made one little lateral move. and just refused to be tackled. Just refused to be tackled. He pulls out of so many hand tackles that it's, it's, just, it's just amazing. I just, I, I'm, I'm just. We are I'm almost at a loss for words. Almost, right? key word. What a game! What a game! We're going to take a, we're going to take a three minute break. Try to get our, try to collect our thoughts. Get our, uh, get our, at least get my voice back for this post game interview. It's going to be a fun one with, uh, with head coach uh, Jason Kirby here on Sunday ninety seven point seven. Again, your final score fifty to forty eight. West Central gets the walk off win over the Polo Marcos. We'll be back in about three minutes. Back here at Polo High School, your final score, the West Central Heat 50, the Polo Marcos 48 in the semifinals of the Illinois Eight-Man Football Association Tournament. That sends the West Central Heat to the state championship on Friday night, 7 o'clock at Aprilville Memorial Stadium on the campus of Monmouth College. I'm Sean Pippa alongside a uh, spent Ron Grant here on the game show, man. 
How do you make sense of this one? Uh, you know you don't. Wow. Just, just, <laughs> wow. I mean, how do you how, how do you explain that? I mean, honestly, if, if the game turned out the way I kind of thought it would in terms of back and forth and being close all the way through, and it certainly was, I mean, there's no... There's, wow. I mean, that's about all you can say to have a game end like that. 14 touchdowns in the ball game today. Six of those 14 came in the fourth quarter, which started with a 28 to 28 tie. And they literally, I believe they went back and forth. Let's see. Uh, yeah, they went back and forth, trading touchdowns. So it came down to two point conversion. And, and I know uh, we were kind of laughing and joking that most of the 12 timeouts today were taken, well, 10 timeouts today, 9, 11 timeouts today were taken on two-point conversions, right. and that's why. <laughs> right, that's just that, that's an uncanny thing that would happen, but it seems like every time they set up to run a play on a, on a two-point conversion, they didn't like the defense, they'd call a timeout, or it was the defense didn't like what they saw on offense, but either way, there was a lot of timeouts used on two-point conversions. And that's basically what it came down to. Had a bunch of touchdowns, and, and uh, I'm not going to count on two-point conversions, but probably about half, maybe half of those two-point conversions right, uh, came through. For uh, and the, the biggest one was probably the two-point conversion by Mason Carnes to give the West Central Heat the lead at 44-42. Uh, and that was the last the last one that was good, as the two-point conversion was no good by by uh, uh, Polo with, with 42 seconds left. So that left West Central with just a chance to score a touchdown and not have to get that extra two-point conversion. Right. Uh, were the touchdowns even? Did each team have six? Um, I 14 touchdowns. Yeah, I, I guess, uh, yeah, so it had to have been seven and seven probably, right? Five, six, seven. Yeah, seven and seven. Yeah, so it, it came absolutely down to just one extra two-point conversion <laughs> in the ball game. And, and uh, luckily, West Central made one more than uh, than the Bobo Marcos, which sends them to the state championship. Let's let's uh, take a look at the stats, which are going to be uh, super impressive on both sides of of, uh, of the sideline. Well, let's start with Polo today, and their workhorse obviously is number seventeen, that Brock Solto, the quarterback slash running back. <laughs> you know, whatever you want to call him, but he's their workhorse. Uh, 42 carries today for 211 yards and uh, four touchdowns. Um, Dalo Fernandez, uh, seven carries and two touchdowns. Caden Webster, one carry for a one-yard touchdown. And then uh, last name's Dewey. I think Noah Dewey. Noah Dewey. Noah Dewey. Dewey had four carries for 43 yards. Um they had 55 carries for 347 total yards. Uh, in the passing game, they ended up two for four for 32 yards. So their total yardage for the day was 379 yards. Um, West Central, on the other hand, the workhorse, as always, is Caden Grosti. Um, as a team, they had uh, 43 carries for 399 yards. Uh, he had 23 of those for 304, including... Four touchdowns. No, five touchdowns. Parker Meldrum had a touchdown. Eleven carries, 56 yards. And then Mason Carnes had nine carries for 39, 39 yards. Um, and then they were uh, two for 12 passing for 24. Total yardage for West Central was 
about 420 yards. So it was pretty darn close yardage-wise and score-wise in every in every aspect. The stats were were relatively close. So uh, I'm not surprised. Yeah, and we we talked. It's easy to you know get the stats on paper and say, oh, the game was even. That's easy. But you and I both agreed that it was even just by the eye test too. Right. The feeling, the eye test, everything. Right. It was very evenly matched the whole the whole day, as far as I could tell. And we're kind of waiting on uh, Coach Coach Kirby to maybe get up here if he remembers to come up. He's probably pretty excited. In fact, his basically his second state championship game. He. He went to the state championship in uh, Leatherman football right, for Bureau Valley. Yeah, 2004 with Bureau Valley. So this will be his second uh, state championship ball game. His first, obviously, eight-man. And what an eight-man program this has been since they since they got this thing started uh, a couple years ago. Uh, it's a bunch of wins. I think just two losses, I believe, in, in the three years that they. Um, I don't know. I don't know the numbers, but I know they've done really well since the whole thing started. So. Yeah, still, still kind of waiting on uh, Coach Kirby. I'm sure he's shaking hands. He's probably got some other media obligations going on down on the field. He actually told me to text him yesterday to remind him to come up. But well, we've been here three weeks now. I'm not taking not taking that for an excuse, Coach Kirby. <laughs> right. He may not. <laughs> he's no, just busy right now. <laughs> no, the last two weeks, he was pretty quick getting up there. So uh, <laughs> I'm sure he's down there celebrating with the kids and the parents and and the whole school. I mean, they brought a pretty good crowd here. I mean, it's a two-hour drive. The so. uh, uh, the last score I got from uh, let's see Amboy, uh, the other semifinal going on. I'm looking for maybe an updated score. It was at the half, and uh, Amboy was uh, safely uh, uh, pretty pretty well ahead. I can find the uh, score here. Uh, St. Thomas Moore, 48 to 22. Uh, they did score just before the half, so 48-42 Amboy at halftime of the other semifinal. They started an hour later. Than the uh, than the West Central Heat did, so I'm not sure we're going to get Coach Kirby. Forty-eight to twenty-two. Forty-eight to twenty-two at halftime. At halftime Amboy was leading St. Thomas Moore, the uh, the co-op between Amboy, Lamoille, and Ohio. Um, I don't know if I seen Coach Kirby sneak around one of the sides, or he's still celebrating out there. I haven't watched him, but this will be a good conversation, so it's worth the wait. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Let's uh, let's step aside, and maybe I can get some other high school scores from around the area too, and let uh, let Coach Kirby uh, kind of uh, he's got a lot of a lot of shaking hands and kissing babies going on out there probably. So we'll take a little short break and come back with more here on the post game show as the West Central Heat defeat the Polo Marcos fifty to forty eight. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Welcome back to Polo High Schools. We put a capper on this exciting semifinal game between Polo. The home team here, the Marcos against the West Central Heat. The West Central Heat get a walk-off touchdown run by Caden Drosty with uh, well, the play started with 4.2 seconds left on the, and uh, Drosty looked like he was being pushed out of bounds at about the 15-yard line. Somehow stayed in bounds. A little lateral move kind of let the defense flow by, and he just cut it back and took it into the end zone, man. Yeah, he ran away from. I mean, he had ran out of one arm tackle. Somebody had him by the had him by the shirt and. That's not good enough, not by a long shot. And uh, I bet he broke 15 tackles today <laughs> in that respect. So, yeah, what a way to end the game. It's unbelievable. We got uh, so halftime scoring from the other semifinal between uh, uh, Amboy, Lamoille, uh, Ohio, and St. Thomas Moore. It was 48-22 to Amboy at the half. They started about an hour after 
after the West Central game, so I haven't seen any more update on that. But if that holds true, uh, as long as Amboy doesn't collapse in the second half, it looks like they're going to be the opponent for the Heat on Friday night. Right, and it'll be a common, or not a common, but an opponent they've already played this year, which I believe they beat by about 30 points. I think it was week eight, so about a month ago. Um, so it won't be anybody they haven't seen. They'll know what to expect. But, you know, sometimes they put some new stuff in, new wrinkles in. So you can't, uh, you can't overlook that possibility. Yeah, it was uh, 68 to 30 back in uh, the uh, final regular season week of the ball game, or regular season week. Uh, or no, maybe week eight. Week eight, yeah, you're right. Week eight, uh, 68 to 30. That was at Amboy Lamoille, Ohio. That's going to be on the turf on Friday night. Again, it, it should Amboy hold on, and they have 26 point lead. I don't see them right. collapsing that much in the second half. So we we are assuming it's going to be West Central and Amboy on Friday night on the turf. Uh, what a cool experience for one, just playing on the turf. It's a cool experience. Oh, it would be. It certainly is. It certainly is different. I understand. Of course. Having never played football, I'm not sure what it's like to play on grass or turf. But, but I know it's just different to walk on, let alone try to, to run on. There wasn't much artificial turf on the backyard football field that no. I played on, for sure. No, I did a little bit of that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it'll be certainly a, uh, possibly a once-in-a-lifetime experience for all of them. All right, and that'll be Friday night, uh, 7 o'clock kickoff. So our pregame show will hit the air at 640. Uh, Coach Kirby for West Central shaking a lot of hands and doing a lot of TV interviews out there on the field as he gets uh, set for the championship game. So uh, no pregame interview with Coach Kirby today. I'm sure he's going to be uh, probably very apologetic he didn't get up here to us. But tune in Wednesday morning. We always talk to Coach Kirby on Wednesday morning at 740 on AM 1330, FM 94.1, WREM, and we'll, uh, we'll uh, get a chance to talk to Coach Kirby after he's settled. I'd like to have talked to a full-on emotional Coach right. Kirby today is what right. I'd really like to talk to. He'll be more reserved on Wednesday. <laughs> right. He'll have his thoughts. Where's, where's the fun of yeah. that, right? Exactly. I want to see I want to see it emotional. I want to see an emotional Coach Kirby, but uh, we'll yeah. catch that on Wednesday morning. Well, thanks for tuning in. What a, what a fun ball game it was to to uh, to broadcast. One of the funnest ones that, that I've done uh, since since Mom and Roseville probably made their quarterfinal run back in uh, 2018-2019 back in then. It was had a couple of fun ones on that one, but, man, it would have been hard to beat this one. Yeah, this is uh, this has been the most exciting game I've seen for a while. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in. We'll be on the air 640 on Friday night right here on Sunny 97.7 WMOI. As far as I know, it could be on WRAM, but tune in to the Sports Report this week, and I will let you know for sure. We'll have the state championship game on Friday night on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. I'm Sean Temple for Ron Grant and producing today's bowl game, Caden Rogers back at Mission Control in Monmouth. Again, your final score, 50-48, to the West Central Heat. Move on to the state championship game with a two-point win over the Polo Marcos on a 26-yard touchdown run by Aiden Frosty as time expired. Folks, till next week, have a great rest of your weekend.